Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. This is, um, this I think is important that we do this. Lawrence Fox has been, thank you so much. My name's Ian Lee, you are... Catherine Boyle. Welcome, the late night alternative, a late night radio show unlike any other, etc, etc, etc. So Lawrence Fox has been lambasted. Mm. I don't actually know what lambasted... Basted, basted, roast, I guess that means cooked, basted. It sounds cooked. like a military term to me. Shall I look it up? No, we'll work it out together and no, we'll work it out with our callers. We'll work it out with our callers. It's a phony show. 03444991000, the origins of lambasted. He's been lambasted, A, for being a um, uh, prig. Prig. Wow. I can say that. That's not a swear word. But also because of his music, right? I know he's a singer-songwriter, he's had, he's, had, he's had albums out and stuff, and, and, and I, here's the thing, I haven't heard his music, so what we're going to do is we're going to start the show, we don't normally do this, but we're going to start the show with one of Lawrence, he's the guy on question, the, 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 the white guy on question time, who said he's bored of racism. We're going to start the show with one of Lawrence Fox's songs. It's a good way to see someone's soul, isn't it, their music? And, I think it's the only way. Mm. And then we can talk about it. So... This is um, uh, a song called Distance, and this is Lawrence Fox, and it goes like this. French kisses, come let me give you what you're missing. But you want some of these French kisses, mm-hmm. I'ma make you say ooh la when I give you the French kisses. We do none of your French business. But you want some of these French kisses, mm-hmm. I'ma make you say ooh la when I give you the... Bonjour, mademoiselle. Tu t'appelles, elle s'appelle Isabella. Oh, ça vraiment belle. Hold up, it's your friend. She looking for a friend now. Show you got a man. Now she calling up a man. Now she kicking with a gang. Little hoey from the hands. Come jump into the bands. And don't forget your friends. Are. I got bad intentions, I can't lie. But I could show you want it just by looking in your eyes. French kisses, come let me give you what you're missing. Where you tryna go, girl? Say oh, tipa. She just told me, show me what you do, papa. I'ma make you say ooh la la, ooh la la. Step inside, put your friends on the guest list. Nice with the tongue, pull her hair when we French kiss. Slide off a phone, make a moan, and she meant it. She f***ed way before I was trending. She classy but secretly kind of freaky. This one a good girl, she ain't on me for clout. Getting nasty in the taxi, we ain't even made it on the even have to say a word. Just put my tongue in her mouth. French kisses, come let me give you what you're missing. But you want some of these French kisses?
think it's all right. I think it's all right. We will play some um, Lawrence Fox later on, right? Uh, the, the, I've just read the comments to um, to that. That's, as we know, is Zezé and H. H is the rapper. Zezé is the singer. Singer. Um, and the comments on YouTube. I, I don't know why I've not scrolled down to, to, to read this. Uh, first comment. Good to see H practicing his French before his GCSEs. <laughs> H's part is the most Manchester thing I've ever heard. There's lots of that. So, so, Oh, my, my. H is the kind of boy to miss his doctor's appointment because he's sick. <laughs> I don't really know what that means, no, but I like funny. it. Um, girl, describe me in three words. H. So, so, <laughs> Oh, my, Um... Um, she is, yes, there are a lot of people pointing out that the French girl is um, holding a baguette. <laughs> the way H speaks French is the way I answer my French teacher's questions. Um, H's, uh, H's accent in French is the definition of lol. <laughs> um, gonna tell my kids this is how I pass my GCSEs. Um, H, I've got a girl, 14-year-old girl, she's so bad at rapping, I think that's rude. French teacher, we have a test today. I hope you've all re revised. H, I made a song dedicated to this test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, hang on a minute, there's more. Oh, dear. Uh, um, uh, you know what? I don't know what that means. Um, why does H just look like he got... He's just got out at a JD ad, JD festival. I don't know what that means. Um, anyway, there's, there's JD's like, in JD Sports. Oh, okay, right. That would explain it. He does look like he's in an advert. Welcome, dear listener, to the Late Night Alternative. Let's start the show on a serious note. Then we've got Alan Caddick lined up and, and, and we're going to have fun. But I actually have to do a serious thing because this is the way it goes. Um, I have to do an apology and this is a sincere apology. And um, on yesterday's show, um, Catherine and I only delivered 75% of what we are capable of. That was bad of us. That was very poor, and it's not what you deserve. You deserve 100%, 101%. And so tonight, to make up for it, we're going to add an extra 25% onto the 101%. We're giving you 126%. Actually, that means you kind of owe us a little bit back. Yes. Well? Yeah. So... Um, and that's not 126% split between us, making 63%. That's 126% each, making... yeah. meaning 52% is what you're getting tonight. So apologies, um, apologies for last night. Let's just not even talk about it. It never happened, right? We now, now we're in, guys. Now we are in. If you want to give us a call, it is a late night phoning show at the moment, unlike any other late night phoning show in the world, in that we will sit here and we'll talk about stuff. We'll talk about what's going on in our lives. Uh, we'll talk about some of the slightly left of centre sideways glance at today's news. Um, uh, and you're welcome to call in about any of the stuff that we talk about, or absolutely anything you want at all. Even some of the big news stories. I feel like we've 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 talked enough about um, Meghan Markle and her husband. I feel like we've talked enough. I've still not quite got to the bottom of why people are so angry about that story. Still can't quite understand that. So we can get any explanations on the anger. Because they're doing what everybody, everybody said, if you don't like it, sod off, but we're not paying for you. And we'll have the money back for that yeah. cottage. And they've gone, 
okay, we'll give you the money back for the cottage and you don't have to pay for us. They're, they're doing everything you wanted. So surely, at the very worst, you should feel ambivalent. Yeah. At, the, at the very worst. Maybe a little bit of sadness. I can understand why some monarchists, which I'm not, I quite like the royal family. I've got Savlon in my pocket, sorry. I can quite understand why some monarchists will be sad. I'm a little bit sad in as much as I don't like change. I cried when, this is true, um, the telephone code for London used to be 01. And I cried when they changed it to, oh, it changed to 081071 first. Before Gosh, they were, did they, it? yeah. Anyway. And that upset you? It did, it upset me because it was change. It was change. Mm. It was change. Um, so I cried at that. So I can understand, I'm, I'm a little bit sad just because it's change. Right? But I, I can understand, you know, the people that would, you know, the people that love the Queen and the royalty can be, I can understand them being genuinely sad. Yeah. Right? Because of that. But um, the anger thing, I just don't get. I just don't get at all. And also the fact that so many people seem to be really at ease with making up a story yeah. about what's happening. And, and you can never know what the truth is, but mm. people are making up these stories and getting quite cross about them. Yeah. I had a row with my dad about it today. Uh-oh. Yeah. Your dad's a big racist, though, isn't he? Well, no. He's not a, a big racist. racist. <laughs> not a big racist. All our dads are a little bit racist, aren't they? I think it was part of the dad test back in the day. <laughs> but um, we, we disagree on a lot of things, and I think that's the role of a child and a father, isn't it? You know, you, right. if you start, find yourself agreeing too much with your dad, you're probably ready to become a dad yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No. Uh, so, yeah, we had a row about it because he was just talking balls. <laughs> and Gosh. being my father's daughter, I told him he was talking balls. Right. And he told well, me I was talking say, well, balls. What did he say that was balls? Oh, he said, um, well, she's just a user anyway. I said, what? Do you know her? No, I don't, but, you know, from what I know, the evidence. I said, what evidence have you seen exactly? Stuff you've read in the paper. What, from a mum and a, from her dad and a sister, but not but not the mums. You don't want to listen to them. Okay, all right. Sorry there, because I knew you were going to say this. I've got a special treat for you. Oh really? Getting in the right reply. I've got your dad on the line. You haven't. Hello, uh, Mr. Boyle. That's you, Alan. Hi. Hello, Mr. Boyle. Um, would you like to defend yourself against your daughter's slanderous claims that you were talking balls? Calf, what have I told you about that? Uh, 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 you failed the first test. My dad does not call me Calf. Katie! No, doesn't call me Katie either. <laughs> Try again, it, it, one more go. This is Catherine! Your... Nope. This is your dad, right? And you t treat him with the respect that he deserves. Mr Boyle. <laughs> what... Yes, Mr Lee. Oh, thank you, sir, but honestly, just please... That's not call... what he calls you. Call me Ian. That's, uh, um, uh, Mr Lee's my father's name, it's not. Um, have you got Mr. any... Mr Lee Jr.? That's weird. Have you got any embarrassing stories about Catherine from when she was younger? Well, there was a time about when she was naked in the street. And how old was she? This was when she was three. Yeah, well, it, it happens. I was three. It's, there's three. Oh, yeah. Three. Um, did you manage to catch her? Well, she ran up to the corner shop. And she was nicking my sweet teeth. Oh, wow. Where was she hiding them? No, don't answer that. <laughs> um, but you must be you must be proud of her, Mr Boyle. She's achieved so much since yeah. she met me. Yes, she has. But there's one thing I will be even proud of, if she can identify who any of the singers on the mass Singer was. Oh, your dad's your dad set a challenge. Yeah. Can you identify any of the singers on the mass Singer was? 
Uh, yes. She can, Mr. Mister Boyle. Not, not the one that would have been identified. Yeah. Well, you know who the unicorn is, don't you? Yeah. It is? Jake Shears. Jake Shears. Ooh, I got food. That was Jamie Redknapp. It's not, it's Jake Shears. Jamie Redknapp? What? Describing himself as being born on an island and always being different and quite extravagant. And being be tiny. Red herring. Being red herring? But they have to... No, thanks for your call, Mr Boyle. I told you to talk, Boyle. Yeah, you were absolutely right. Your old man's a muppet. <laughs> oh, three, four, four. So what I was trying to say... Four, nine, nine, one thousand. What I was trying to say was, I feel we've kind of exhausted the Megan and her husband's story. Yeah. But... If you want to call in and, and explain, and I've asked this a few times and no one's been able to, because when you break it down, there is no reason, right? Why are you angry about it? There is no reason. I expect we'll get no calls on this because there's no reason. You're angry because you're being told to be angry. <laughs> you're being told to be angry. The anger from Brexit is gone because Brexit's happening, right? You remember there was all that <laughs> Ramona's need to accept it. Well, we've accepted it. I'm not, I wouldn't class myself as a Ramona, actually. I voted Remain, but I was always of the mind, oh, we should just do it. And so, so there's acceptance now that that is happening. For good or for bad, Brexit's happening. And do you that's think we've just shifted the rage along to the next thing yeah, then? Yeah, I think we have. I think we have. And um, uh, those two are, are the next thing. Then they'll pass. They will, they will, it will move on to something Someone, else. In yeah. fact, here's a fun game. Let's see... Can we predict, and I'm saying to me and Catherine, and also you, dear listener, as well, can we predict what the next rage, let's call it road rage, no, let's, we need a name for it, and it has to begin with the same letters because it's radio, and that's how radio works. Can we... Um, random rage. Can we predict what the next random race she's great that's why she's a producer that's why she gets paid a third of what i get paid mm. can we predict all this could be yours well not all of it <laughs> what the next so much 126 percent each i told you it's almost too much to handle can we predict um gosh wow can we predict what the next random rage will be once Megan and Harry have moved on. 0344 This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Having a fun time doing the Late Night Show. Having a fun time with the upbeat music. Yeah, it seems a little bit late in the day, but there you go. Never mind. Welcome, dear listener. 0344 499 1000. Can we listen to Lawrence Fox a little bit? I saw. I mean, I. I, I Bearing in mind, I'm on the verge of muting those two words on Twitter because I can't bear to read any more nonsense. Okay, all right, all right. Well, yeah, so go on, crack on. Well, okay, well, let's L just... Let's hear the contents of his soul. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just, just calm down. I'm calm. Because uh, he was the guy that was on... He's in um, Inspector Morse. He's Lewis. He's not Lewis, is he? He's uh, Lewis's he's psychic. Lewis's, yeah, Lewis's protege. Right. Um... And I, of course, have worked with James Fox right. in Pakistan. Spent a lot of time with uh, with James. Uh, James, also... Uh, Mariah, Mariah Aitken as well, was there. Okay, good. We all fell in love with her a little bit. Sorry? Lawrence. She was. She's married to... Um, no, thanks. 
She's married to... No calls from Stoke Poges tonight. She's married to... Mariah Aitken is married to an MP that went to prison. Jonathan Aitken. Yeah. Okay. For fraud. I couldn't picture her, though. She's stunning. Okay. Good. Absolutely stunning. That narrows it down. Yeah. Is she an actress? Yeah, she was acting in a movie, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's te- that's who they tend to get. You didn't mention that, I just mentioned her appearance. No, I did, I mentioned she was in it. <laughs> All right. Well, do, do you think I started talking about a random woman's... It has been known. Um, appearance, it has been known, actually. So, right. I know him from Fun Times on Gogglebox, him and his cousin, Amelia Fox. I'm going to make Amelia Fox. Oh, no, it's the oh, no, thing. Don't. No, I was thinking of the, re- the news reporter no. we have here called Amelia, and her last name is Cox. Um, so, so sexy. Oh, my, my. Right, so this is, let's have a listen. This is, um, what's his name? Lawrence Fox. Mm. I've genuinely not heard this. So let's, no, nor have I. And I'm a big fan of music, so let's have a little listen. Here we go. French kisses. Come let me... <laughs> that wasn't what I was expecting. Oh, I, 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 d- myself, I doubt he's a big fan of the French. I made myself laugh like a, uh, a dying dog. Dearie <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. We go. <coughs> it's Lawrence! Now, already, this sounds like the kind of thing... For anyone who didn't watch me on Twitch today, my Twitch was a revelation. Two reasons. One, uh, I was singing 9 to 5 whilst playing... I worked out the chords to 9 to 5. Two, I've got a green bodysuit. Complete green bodysuit. I disappear. I put it on, I disappear. It is the best £25 I have ever spent. Tomorrow, I'm just going to be making cats float. I asked him what it was for, and he said, being invisible or being just ahead. Yeah. Those are the two things. Tomorrow I'm going to make cats float, and Thursday I'm going to be just ahead. I'm going to start designing you some costumes so you can have a mini body. Thank you very much indeed. Here's, here's Lawrence Fox. They have put something... Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Hang on. Whoa! Whoa! Hang on a second. Let me just check. Did I... Did I put in really bad... Um, Leonard Cohen songs, or did I type in Lawrence Fox? No, I typed in Lawrence Fox. Why did you type in Brown Noise? Okay. They have put something in the water. They seek a cure for the conversation. They stole a march on your indecision. It's not really singing, is it? Talking. They put something in the water, they made a cure for the conversation. They're going to make you be a racist. (laughs) You should be doing it Calypso style. I preferred Mike Reed. We continue. And the first to fall was laughter just to quell the unoffended. They seem to... Oh, ma- he goes. He's, he's going in again. He's being Leonard. He's, he's doing Leonard Cohen, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Heard of your opinion. And the light has been turned out on the age of reason. Okay. Replaced by blinding fires that burn wild across the region For the wrong to rule the good must just stand idly by So I need you more than ever I need your hand in That bit only sounds good vocally because the harmonies I mean, the whole thing only sounds good because of the musicians This resistance if we're going to go the distance And if I ever doubt it I think about my future 
If I want to leave there Did he just cough? Someone coughed And maybe Jeremy Vine Hang on If I want to leave there It was him He coughed he coughed. I mean, gosh. Um, but this is what... Okay, with, with, with the greatest respect, this is what he's trying to do. to um, Nicky Knowles. <laughs> I feel like that's the voice we need to hear now. <laughs> Come on, Nicky. Come on. Um, I didn't see... I did see the opening monologue of Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. Right. There were some good gags in it. It wasn't as, as, as brutal as I thought it was going to be, but there were some good gags in it. And... Um, who's... Hang on a second. Who, I can't remember the guy's... Um, no, I thought it was going to be like a proper roasting, and it was. There was some bit. Well, knowing what what Ricky Gervais is capable of. Yeah, it? it was a little bit. You know, it was, I thought, okay, well, that's a little bit tame. But there was one great gag um, where he said, "The Irishman, oh, the Irishman, good, but so long, wasn't it long?" Leonardo DiCaprio went to sit at the pictures. By the time it finished, his girlfriend was too old for him. <laughs> that which I thought was a great gag. I thought that was a good gag. Yeah. Similar rules apply to Nicky Knowles, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's on the line. Good evening, Sarah. Good evening. What can we do for you tonight, Sarah? I was just listening to your next random rage story. Oh, yeah. Story. What's it going to be? I reckon Boris is going to do something. What? No. What? I reckon the next big story will be Boris will make a decision. Yeah. Either on climate change or something random, and that'll be the next big thing. But, but no, I don't think, I don't, I think, I would suggest, I mean, we're just kicking this idea around. I would suggest that Boris Johnson and Donald Trump are immune from the random rage things because they're populists and everybody, in inverted commas, obviously not everybody, but so many people like them, the kind of people that get angry, uh, uh, Harry and Meghan love Boris Johnson. He can't do wrong. It's that thing. But the Don Donald Trump, he could shoot someone in Fifth Avenue and he wouldn't lose a vote. It's the same with, with Boris Johnson. Well, I don't think he can do anything wrong, can he? Well, I think it's debatable because you wouldn't have thought Harry could, really. But look yes. at all the rigmarole with that. I would have thought Harry like could you. because remember when he dressed up as a Nazi and that was a big thing and people... Ha and he, Harry's been in and out of public favour for the last 30 years. 20 years. <laughs> 
But people, he's been in and out of public favour, but it's been because, you know, people have kind of empathised with him in a way because of his mum. Yeah. You know, so his, his behaviour has been, people see to be justified because of how he feels about what happened to his mum, I reckon. And I think the reason why he's doing what he's doing, I think people are just to leave him alone, to be fair. If I was him, I'd probably leave the royal family as well. Yes, yeah, so would I. I'd be, I'd, I'd be, here's what Harry did wrong. He married a mixed-race woman. That's what he did wrong. That's what he did wrong. And if he hadn't have done that, if he'd have mar- had an American and a, a, a financially independent woman. Divorcee. If, yeah, and a divorcee. If he'd have married a white... Um, if he'd have married Chelsea. Well, I can't remember Chelsea's mm. last name, but Chelsea was a girlfriend for a long, long time. If he'd have married her, even she was a bit racy. Here's what's happened in the past. Yeah. They've married women who have not had a past. Yeah. They've married women who, who are kind of seen as a clean slate. There's absolutely no dirt on them whatsoever. Usually no serious boyfriends in the clo- you know, in the past with them. Yeah. No, you Kate, don't, you you don't want boyfriends in the closet. That no. would be even worse. <laughs> but, you know, Kate is a prime example of someone who is acceptable, even though she's a commoner. Yeah, well. Because... I'm not convinced it's that. I think it's because she is an independent woman. I think no one of her st- stature... In, as an actress, I don't believe that she would ever be able to conform to the royal duties because she just doesn't have it in her. She's too driven. Here's the thing, right? She's, she's what? a yes girl. Well, she? Also, if... she had a public persona before him. Ah, well, she wasn't. We're talking about but a trace- Meghan. Yeah, but was a traceable not? one. One that people not, can read but about. she wasn't a big star. It's not like, whoa, the Meghan Markle from all those Meghan Markle movies? Um, but what? Well, here's, the, here's what I've been thinking, right? What she said, I'm sure I read somewhere that she said that that royal household was toxic to bring up a child. What if they're just doing it because it's the best thing for their kid? What if they're just doing it? Because that is messed up. You watch how those kids are brought up. That's a weird, messed up, not normal, whatever that means, situation. What if they're just doing it, Sarah, because it's the best for their kids? Their kid. I would. I would, to be fair, because given the fact that Harry was made to walk behind his mum... That's not right, during is it? That, during that funeral, I mean, he's even said that. That's been etched in that poor boy's brain. He was a young child and that what never ought to have happened. And really, the royal family ought to have known that. And with all their advisors and everything else, they ought to have checked that and not had that happen. Because that poor boy has been grappling with that for, the, for his entire life, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Sarah, thank you very much indeed. It looks like we're doing a royal phone-in. Thank you, Sarah. Go on, Catherine, you are going to say something before I, I chucked a book at you. Half uh, a book at you. I can't remember now. Oh. It'll come back. What's this thing about writing books in half? Oh, some some person on the internet said that the way he carries around heavy books is that he slices them in half Don't and takes the bit that. that he wants. I can't even write in books. No, I can't. I can't write books. And I've got book. I can't throw books away. Even rubbish books that I would, would not want to take to a charity shop, I can't throw away. No. But wasn't the book that he was cutting in half, wasn't that? Slightly controversial in itself. It's a famous book. I don't know. That, I saw a pile of books. Yeah, there was there was one in particular that apparently is a famous book because I was doing a little bit of sniffing around, was sniffing around. There was a famous book that is one of those books that no one's ever actually read. It's impenetrable. Right. Um, and I think that was there was I think there was like some oh Dostoevsky. What is it called? Oh. But it must be the Dostoevsky one. Well, it depends what it's that. called. Try and try and try. I'm just gonna, looking at the picture and I can't read the writing. Hang on. And it's not that then. Because there's only three three books in this picture. Give me, the, give me, give me, give me. 
No, Infinite Jest is the one. All right. Infinite Jest. That's the one. Apparently, that is... Infinite Jest is like a famous book that no one's... I've never heard of it, right? But I just tend to read books about the Beatles at the moment. That's all I'm reading. I've got two... I've got three books about the Beatles on the go, on the go, and one about Fats Domino that I really can't get into, but I want to get into. That's how... That's how messed up my reading is. Three books about the Beatles in one go. It's ridiculous. Stupid. Stupid. I could be reading Infinite Jest. You could be. Or half of it. But I wouldn't ever cut a book in half. It really upset me once. I went home and uh, they'd had a clear out, my kids, and they'd put some books in the bin, and I, I, I had to c control myself. Uh, let me tell you the greatest, most audacious heist I was ever involved in. Mm -hmm. Sixth form, A-levels, American history. It was supposed to be British um, history, but then the day we, 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 we all chose British economic... No, British... We all chose British history, some form of British history. And the day that we rocked up for A-Levels, they went, oh, we, we've... That history teacher's left. We've got a new history teacher, Miss Kingshot. She was, like, 24 and hot. She was also a sport PE teacher, so she was in very tight leggings all the time. She hated me. She thought I was a racist. Um, and a pervert. Well, but she thought I was a did uh, she? Yes, yeah, she did. Why? I got into a fight with an Asian lad. But not for race reasons, just because he, we he was a knob. Right. Um, there may have been some racial language done about either way. It was, it was, it was, I'm not proud of it. It were dark days. Uh, Catherine, that makes it even worse, what oh you just said. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's walk that back. Um, I did use racial language when I was at school. It was, it was, it was a thing, not because I was a racist. I'm, I'm, we've talked about this, and I'm, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly ashamed of it. Um, but... So, so the first day, we've got a new teacher, and so we're not doing British history, we're doing American history. We're all like, what? Yeah, we're doing American history A-level. And you've got no choice in the matter. And we had to do American history, and I hated it. it was boring. But we got these big, thick... Not as much of it, though, is there, to learn? No, there's not. These big, thick textbooks, right? And I saw someone else writing, marking something in their textbook. I thought, right, okay. I'm so I was highlighting in this textbook, right? And... The teacher said, uh, after like about six, after about six months, we had this book for two years, after six months or a year, I hope, uh, oh, it's interesting that you're writing in your book, is that your own copy? I said, well, yeah, I saw Steve do it, and Steve went, yeah, well, this is my own copy, I bought this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I went, yeah, yeah, this is my own copy, I bought this as well, I've got this, so where's the school copy? It's at home. Right, that's your copy, is it? Yep, oh. I bought this. This is mine, that's why I'm highlighting it. Right, so then I've got the next year, just panicking thing. Oh my God, my mind, so, so sexy. Um, but then I found where the textbooks were stashed. Right. So I did an audacious heist, right? And I went in one day and I stole one. And they were like number, they had these sort of, you know the library things that are stuck in the front? Yeah. They had one of those. So I took that off and I took the one from my book that I'd been given at the start and I stuck it in there. And then I... then Then I spent like a night like bending pages and folding over pages and cracking the spine and doing that. And, you know, so it would fall open at random pages. Like a whole night doing it. And I took it back the last day of term and you could see it she was just she's gutted like, she was like she spent about 10 minutes examining it she went this is in very good condition for a book for two years and said well I like to look after I like to look after my books she sounds like a bit of a cow if I'm she honest she hated me you know when you're working with kids 
and you clearly them. don't like one of them and he knows it yeah. and you go out your way to try and catch him out that's unprofessional isn't it yeah i well i mean i was a, a little sh1t i wasn't nice i wasn't a nice um i wasn't a nice guy at school we've talked about this i was not i was not a good pupil at school that wasn't my I think I was horrible at school, actually. I, was, I had moments, but I wasn't, I wasn't proud of my school days. I had a teacher when I was about five who didn't like me. Five. And mm. I, wasn't, I wasn't an SH1T and I didn't have racist fights. Well, my fights weren't, my fights weren't racist. Okay. They were, it well, was, maybe race, we should look at that. Racial language was used on both sides. Okay. Both as bad as each other. Thank you. But he was worse. But yeah, she was horrible to me, that, yeah. that teacher. And she um, sowed a seed. It's, it, this sounds like such a small thing, but the fact I can remember it from when I was five or maybe six. Yeah. School disco. We were all lined up to go home at the end. And um, just as we got to her, she was giving out Kojak lollies. Seems to be a lot of Kojak lollies in my primary school. Who loves school. you, baby? Exactly. Well, she didn't. Oh. So she gets this lolly out of the jar and it's still in midair and she goes, go to the back of the, uh, the queue. Oh. I said... Okay. She went, you didn't say thank you. I hate rude little girls. Get to the back of the queue. She hadn't given it to me yet. Okay. And from then on, whenever someone was giving me something, I said thank you before it landed in my hand. Isn't that sad? Is anything. I, um, I've got kids I don't like. No, I, I don't, I mean, I, do, I love my kids. My boy's eighth birthday today. But um, I, some of their friends I just don't like. I just don't like. I know. I've got, but you do tell of... yourself, oh, they're just a kid, don't. No, I don't. Oh, you. No. Oh, right. You... Some of them I'm, I'm actively rude to. Really? Like I'm Will Ferrell in a film. <laughs> when there's no, someone comes like, you should talk to me. There's one, there's one, right. And he thinks he's being, I don't, he annoys me anyway. He thinks he's being funny. Yeah. And, um. He's the famous man. I'm a celebrity. And we, he, he, he caught me in a supermarket a few weeks ago, and his mum was in another aisle. I went, "Oh, come on, man, leave it out. Come on, leave it out." Ah, I'm a celebrity. Is he the progeny of obnoxious parents? Oh, really nice parents, actually. Oh, there, there are there are some that are not yeah. obnoxious parents. There's one that my kid uh, knocks about with, and she doesn't say, she never says please or thank you. Never, mm. never, never, never. And not even when I've got something mid-air heading mm. towards her. Just never says it. To the point where she came to a party, and me and the other grown-up that were there, every time she was given something and he just took it, there was a bit of side-eye going on. You know, but you both noticed something. Yeah. That's not, that's kind of not her fault, is it? That's her parents. Yeah, but she... Deserves a boot up the bum <laughs> for it, doesn't she? I'd be ashamed to death if that was what my kid but was that, notable right. for. That's, a, that's a, a, a reflection of the, the parenting, the, the poor... Yeah. Scratched to pieces by my cat. Look, poor old George, blood in his stools. Had to take him to the vets. He had a finger up his bum. He was not the the, the vet did. He was not happy because we disturbed him having a finger up his bum. When I said, "Can you see my cat?" Um, but uh, George was not happy. But I've been scratched a little bit today by uh, gorgeous George. My little baby, my wow. little baby boy. It's the least you deserve. It really is. I would love to be in his position. Oh, dear. <laughs> we won't be here in a year. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative every weeknight from 10 with Catherine Boyle and Ian Lee only on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I wrote this music myself, and I'm glad, I'm glad that finally, 
They've used it. I wrote this. Uh, I wrote this. It took me months to write this. I sent it to them, and finally, they're using it. Well done, guys. Well done. Well done, Denny. Well done, Liam. Thanks for listening at last and using my music. <laughs> my music. My vibe. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, one thousand seven. I'm going to give us a copy. Very, very welcome to. Very, very welcome to. Ah, now here's something. Yes. Jeremy Bamba. Remember we talked about Jeremy Bamba? Yeah, yeah, we did. Now, is he the guy... Is La Bamba about Jeremy Bamba? No. No. Because no. I don't speak Italian. It's not Italian, but no. So I don't know what um, um, Richie Valance is saying in Italian. No. Is it about... Is La Bamba... No. You don't know what I'm going to ask? I do. No. You don't? Okay. You don't? No. Carry on then, and then I'll answer. Okay. Fine. I mean... Guess what the answer will be. Well, from you, Mrs. Negative Pants, it'll be a no, probably. Okay. Okay, well, okay, fine. Let's, let's see, shall we? Would you like £100? No, I'd like £200. See? This is where we're going wrong. Is La Bamber about Jeffrey Bamber? No. And your evidence is? It's not spelt the same way. Oh, for God's sakes, they spell words differently in different countries. Also, la is a feminine well, we d I don't know much about the case. Preposition. And he... No. No. So no. And no. Any further questions? So it's, it could be. Is what we're saying. <sighs> Jeffrey Bamba... Claims he has new evidence proving he could not have massacred his family in 1985. Bamba, who had a song written about no, him in stop. the 50s no. by Richie Valance... No. The reason this caught my eyes because, of course, we had a caller the other day who was saying that she thought Bamba was innocent. But when push pushed came to shoved, she couldn't actually offer any... No, she just thought he was innocent. She just thought he was innocent. Because she did. But couldn't offer any evidence. To that. And I don't know the case well enough. 12, 11, I would have been 11, 12 when it happened... Uh, was not news sentient then, and it's not it's not one I've 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 kept an eye on. I'm aware of the name, obviously from the song, and um, because he was related to the guy that used to do University Challenge. Oh, um, but La Bamba Gascoigne. Oh. But I've started, so I'll finish. I wish you wouldn't. But I don't know much about this, so I'm, I'm keen to... Well, it was awful. Know that. Well, I, I, this is why I'm taking it seriously. Good. Jeez. Rattled your cage. The killer alleges he was with police outside the Essex farmhouse murder scene and that they believed someone was alive inside, possibly with a gun. What? It does from what little I looked at the other night when the uh, woman called in, I can't remember her name. And... Um, she, uh, it, it does look like there were lots of police mistakes. Imagine, you know, the, the, you look back on detective work in the 80s, there seems to be so many cock-ups. <laughs> and, so and there were no computers, you couldn't cross-reference. Yeah. But there looks to be so many mistakes and... Yeah, there are a few cases where mm. um, the person done it because they think they'd done it and there didn't seem a lot of reason otherwise. Let's have a look. All right, Jeremy Bamber has spoken out. Go on. I was going to say, the James Hanratty case, the last bloke to be hanged in this country. Right. It's full of holes. It's full of holes, that case. Was he, was he shot? 
Well, the person, one person was shot, one woman was uh, was raped. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was identified by the wife of the police officer who was investigating it. Right. It was just it's such a load of weirdness. Jeremy Bamba has spoken from his prison cell to again insist he did not murder his family in a farmyard bloodbath 35 years ago. This is in the mirror. And the convicted killer claims new evidence shows there was still life inside the house while he was outside speaking to dozens of police, which he hopes will clear his name. His lawyers... His lawyers say officers did not enter White House Farm where his 61-year-old parents, Neville and June, sister Sheila, 26, and her twin sons, Nicholas and Daniel, 6, were butchered for nearly four hours after arriving amid fears someone was alive inside, possibly with a gun. Hmm. Speaking from his cell in Wakefield, West Yorkshire, Bamba said, It is the ultimate alibi that I was in the company of dozens of police officers when it was clear that a person or persons were alive in the house who I am convicted of murdering. He claims schizophrenic Sheila murdered her sons and parents. But author Carolyn Lee... Now, I'm not making like this. Wasn't that the name of the woman that played Grotbags? Was it? I don't think it was. I don't think... I think Grotbags is dead, so I don't think... But it wasn't, wasn't Grotbags Carolyn Lee? Mm. Amazing, if true. Carol Lee Scott. Okay, so, yeah. So, no. You say no. Well... So does Wikipedia. Okay, but... And the facts. Okay, well, the facts might say no, but it's still out there, isn't it? But author Carol Ann Lee, who exchanged regular letters with Bamba for her book Murders at White House Farm, insisted she has no doubts about his guilt. She said the overriding piece of evidence was a gruesome crime scene photograph which has never been published, which showed the murders were committed by somebody extremely adept with a gun. Oh, hmm, I mean... Hmm. What? Extremely adept with a gun. You know, if you're shooting someone, it's, it's, a, it's a big old rifle. It's a point two two rifle. So that's, you know, that's a big gun. That's going to, you know, make a... Yeah. I realise I'm being Alan Partridge now because I'm miming holding a gun trying to see what the damage would be. But that would... Anyway. Uh, Ms. Lee also, added, these people were living on a farm, so I'd imagine they all were able to use a gun. Like yeah, that. Ms. Lee added, Sheila didn't. She was also a medication for her illness, which made her uncoordinated. Huh? Bamba's girlfriend, Julie Mugford, also told police he planned the slaughter in a bid to get his hands on the family inheritance and had phoned her saying, tonight's the night. The fresh claims from Bamba's legal team come as the 1985 murders are being portrayed in the ITV drama White House Farm starring Freddie Fox. And it all links up as the mass killer. Um, okay, then it, it kind of goes on. I don't quite know. Um, okay. It, it, it doesn't quite... It, 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 I thought they were going to say, and the evidence is this. Yeah. And, and you'd go, oh, man, if that's true, that's incredible. But it doesn't really. It doesn't really. I don't know. I mean... Hey, no, but it wouldn't astound me. It wouldn't astound me for it to have been a miscarriage of justice. Back in those days, policing was a little you, bit kind of... If I were convicted for murder... But this is one of my worst fears now. I'm not even joking, right? I was thinking about this the other day. 
maybe after prompted by that call. One of my worst fears growing up as a kid, at the age of eight or nine, was being wrongfully convicted of murder. At the age of eight, it must have been in like all the TV programs and films. Yeah. The age of eight, I was terrified that I would go to prison for a murder I hadn't committed. There was a program on when I was a kid. It was an American, may have been a two-part movie, or maybe a one-part movie, movie or a two-part movie. And it was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. It wasn't even that scary. It was, I think it was based on a true story. I might have mentioned it on here recently, actually, but it was a, some, a kid or a woman was kidnapped. Right. And then buried alive in a coffin, right, like eight feet below, with only enough oxygen to last them like three days or something. Awful. Awful. Right. And the... You know, I can't even do, you know, I can't even do a escape room, so that is horrific. Well, so the escape room's just a room. I'm still locked in. You're not, you're not really. Well, then you're not escaping, are you? You're just well, going out? It, well, yeah, I know, but it's, it's a little bit of fantasy. Uh. Um, so this person was buried like eight feet underground... Let's say it was a woman, or it might have been a child. It was, it was someone weaker <gasps> than a man. Mm. Which man? This man. Yeah, this guy. Okay. And um, they had, like, maybe, like, a week's worth of oxygen and food, and they might have had a little radio. I seem to remember having, like, a tranny, you know, a little transistor radio. Why? Was it good? Catch up on the charts. Oh, well, you wouldn't be able to hear it underground. I don't know them. Maybe they had a CB. It might have been a CB. Why? But you wouldn't hear it underground. Um, anyway, and like the, the, the family had to come up with like a million dollars or, or in the Did 70s. They have a tube? That would be more handy. A talking tube. No, no. Um, They've they not had, thought this through. They had to come up with like the million dollars, but back then it was probably like $10,000. Right. And the police were desperately trying to find this person. I'm not going to spoil it for you but they found they found the person oh and it, it ended up all right but i don't want to spoil it for you um but i don't if anyone remembers what that that film is um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand because i watched that as a kid and it absolutely terrified me a lot of seemed to be a lot of films and tv programs like family shows where kids and women were being kidnapped and held prisoner in the 70s and 80s it's kind of always kids and women now but you don't see, okay, when was, you don't see them being kidnapped so often. Now they get uh, murdered. Well, yeah, maybe so. Maybe it's more difficult to kidnap people these days. Did they ever make a film about Natasha Campouche? Not yet, I don't A woman think. who was, who was um, held prisoner for ten years and ended up buying the house when she escaped. Bought the house. Didn't that... you leave it to her? I thought you left it to her. I thought she bought it. I thought it was another one. Another one. I thought there was another story where it got left. You Google that while I'll, while I'll have a little chat with Alistair. I can't remember. I read her book and it was amazing. Good evening, Alistair. Uh, evening, Ian. Evening, Catherine. Hello. I have got some good news, Alistair. Go for it. I uh, went to an AA meeting today. Yeah. I have got my first commitment in about seven or eight years. Oh, excellent. I am the literature person at this meeting. I've not had a commitment for so long and I felt... Really nervous putting my hand up, and I felt so proud when no one else put their hand up, 
and I got voted in. And I'm, I'm thrilled, man. Absolutely thrilled. So it means, for those who don't know, commitment means you have to get there a little bit early. You've got to set up the books. And at the end of the meeting, you say, I'm me and I'm an alcoholic. And if um, I'm a literature person, if anyone wants any books, we've got some leaflets here that are free for newcomers. Small charge thereafter. And we've got a nice selection of books that will help you with your um, recovery. That's me, Alistair. I've got a commitment. And you've got to order them if people want to buy them through the group. What? They didn't yeah. tell me that. They can shove oh, that. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I know that. I'm thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. Yeah. And, uh, Catherine, well, thrilled Catherine, well. She doesn't live there. That's an urban myth. She doesn't live there. Didn't say she lived there. Didn't say she lived there. I said she bought it. Reports she lives there are false. It's been un unoccupied for years. It's macabre history, along with the fact there's no planning permissions for the extension. Uh, oh, that would be, be the planning built permission. Using her as child labour <laughs> means she is stuck with it. Yeah, exactly. I didn't say she lived there. She, she owns it. But did she buy it or was it given to her? Uh, if she's stuck with it, that implies it was given to her. Shall I carry on talking to Alistair? Please. Thank you. Alistair. So, um, I am very happy today because I finally found a sponsor. Hey, mate! So, Again, uh, for those who don't know, a sponsor is someone who's got more clean time than you, who's able to help you work through the steps and stuff. That's brilliant. And he also put a security light on the back of my property. Oh. So, uh, you know, brilliant. There you go. S superb. But I, want, I wanted to mention, I wanted to have a chat with Catherine because I've seen Hustlers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I bet you have. I bet you have. <laughs> so you understand. <laughs> you understand. Well, um, I can't really say much about the film without spoilers. And I, Is it too early to give spoilers out? I'm guessing it is, really. Um, do you think it's something people have been meaning to get round to? <laughs> <laughs> I just think, like, the the solution that the women came up with regarding their sort of, you would say, exploitation in the first part of the movie, yeah. kind of, you couldn't really go with that, no. you know what I mean? No, because I couldn't it, it justify was, it. <laughs> yeah. And well, so all the way through, I was thinking, yeah, I'm not with you girls, I'm... <sighs> That's right, guys. Yeah, the talk radio like... moves into a newsier direction. <laughs> We're deconstructing hustlers. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, I cannot knock them for athleticism. No, the thing about that, that, fil that film has got its knockers, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> you only saw about two minutes of it, didn't <laughs> that, you? The knock bit, the, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, have, I will admit that Jennifer Lopez, you know, I've been... Yep, steady. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, isn't she? Yep, she most beautiful woman is. in the world. Yeah. I'm going to marry her. But, um, Alice, anyway, I've got go a on. challenge for Catherine. Um, oh. If it involves a poll, forget it. My poll days are over. No. It's a film. Yeah. So what? Sheen's still got the wind to watch, I believe, thinking. Yeah. So uh, there's one called Never Look Away. Right. And it's a three hour film. So. Oh God, it will I feel like I've never looked away. What's it about? I would suggest, I would suggest sort of. You know, six part or two parts, or you know, you can go back to it. Okay. It's about, and you'll you'll absolutely be turned off by this. A paint, German painter Jesus. who started um, through grew through Nazism through oh, the Second World War, and thereafter. Hang on, so you saw this and thought of me? Well, it's very good because oh. it's got romance. Oh, flipping it's it! It's got horror. Oh man got um, um, oh. very serious issues. Oh. And, and Nazis. When you, after you've watched it, you think, what a great film that is. Alistair, thank you very much indeed. Alan? Hello? Can we come to you after the news? Would that be okay? 
Of course you can. Thank you, my friend. Stay there. We'll come to it. Alistair, thank you for that. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We may have located the film to which I ref was referred to. Someone sent me one film and it was not. It was made in 2010 starring Ryan Reynolds. It's a great film. Buried, I think it's a great film, but it's not the one. We may, it may be 83 hours till dawn. I'm going to watch the trailer during the news. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road is where I'll always be Stop, I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you wanna join me just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Just keep moving on There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far but you know it won't be long We're almost there and we paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on So if you Here we go. 126% better than yesterday's show. That's what, we, that's what we promised you. That's what we're giving you. 0344-499-1000, the late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you, lady? Catherine Boyle. It's a show unlike any other in that we sit here and we kind of we go through the papers in a little bit. I always feel that it's weird doing that day's papers at 11 o'clock at night because... You know, it's old. It's old news, but we tend to pick the stories that may have slipped by everybody else. I think is the thing, and we have a little sideways look at the uh, the wacky side of news. Um, but you can also call in about anything, and it's about life, it's about mental health, and it's about whatever you want to uh, call in about. I did mention, Alan, I'll come to you in a second, I did mention I got a, a commitment, a meet, an AA meeting today. First one I've had, I'm saying eight years, but I can't work it out. It may even be... It'll be about eight, nine, ten years, something like that. Just for the sake of people who don't know what yeah. that means. What does that mean? It means you've got, like, a little job that you have to do, and it means that you're more inclined to go to the meeting, because 
Um, so I'm in charge of the literature, and it means if I wake up, it's like a lunchtime meeting on a Tuesday. If I wake up on a Tuesday going, ah, I can't be bothered. I don't fancy it. As I do quite often with meetings, I stay in bed. I kind of am compelled, as people are relying on me, to go and set up the literature. Now, you know, if I don't turn up, someone else will do it for me. It's not, you know, the meeting doesn't collapse. Yeah, but it'll be noticed. But it will be noticed, and it's, it's, it's more just to help you... It's more to give you an excuse, a reason to go to the meeting. So you go, I've got to go because I've got to set up the literature. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel part of the fellowship. Being part of is something I really, really struggle with. And I love this meeting because I always dash off at the end. And I was da- the first time I went three or four weeks ago, I dashed off at the end. And so a woman grabbed me and said, no, 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 you're going nowhere. I want to talk to you about what you said in your thing. She knew that I had an issue with staying. And since um, she's become really helpful, her and a guy in the meeting have become really helpful. And I've been chatting to them a little bit. And um, they've kind of made me feel... Welcome. When you're an alcoholic or a drug addict, as I am, you don't feel welcome. You feel isolated. You feel uh, uh, outside of the whole entire Venn diagram. But then imagine a meeting of 30 people where everybody feels that they are outside of normality and don't know how to fit in and don't know how to... Everyone feels like that in a meeting. Isn't there also some theory about um, recovery and how important it is to be of service to other people? You'll be service, you know, you'll be a productive member of society, you'll be, you'll be service to other people, we keep what we have by giving it away. All of that stuff uh-huh. is true. But I came out with such a... Um, all it means is I set up half a dozen books and at the end of the meeting I say, if anyone wants a book, come and see me and I'll, I'll, I'll sell them to you. That's it. Most, most times, no one comes. And then you pack the books up. But I came out, I phoned you. I phoned my sponsor, who's in LA at the moment. Uh, I came out with such a sense of pride, of pride. That's another reason you do it, is you've got pride. Yeah. You've got pride, because you're doing something. Self-esteem through doing yeah. things that give you... Est- esteem, what is it? Estimable acts. There you go. It's also humbling. Yeah. And it's, it's, everything is great. And I'm thrilled, man. Thrilled. So I'm in charge of the literature. Um, which is very, very exciting. Um, 0344 499 1000. Alan, we've kept Alan waiting for ages. I can only apologise. Alan, what have you got for us? Good evening, sir. How are you? Hey, Catherine. How are you doing? I like, oh, I like the sir. Oh, I like this guy. He really does. Don't encourage him. I like this guy a lot. It's something I've tried to introduce here at work, Alan. (laughs) And none of my colleagues, these two, none of them will go for it, citing something human rights. And human resources get involved. I mean, what's the world coming to? You can't even insist. Changes are ahead. Changes big, are big, ahead. oh, Alan, big changes are ahead. Trust me. Trust me. What can we do for you tonight? Well, just two things to pick up. I was just, uh, I was driving home before and you were mentioning about that fear of being um, arrested or being done for a miscarriage of justice and ending up in jail. Yeah. And I think we are possibly of similar ages or mid-40s. And I think Catherine did say there's a lot of police dramas around now that are responsible for putting the fear of God into us about like that could happen to me. Mm. But I think Gentle Touch, Julia Bravo, Prisoner Cell Block H, Porridge to a certain extent, have given us a sort of skewed, worried version of what our lives could end up doing. But the thing that you're talking about, about the woman being trapped, uh, buried alive, I don't know this for definite, and this doesn't help that I haven't got the film title. Oh. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I, I haven't got the film title, but there is definitely someone but, in a coffin. Yes. Well, here, here's, here's the synopsis for you. I don't know if you remember. There used to be a thing that when I was growing up in Scotland on STV, but I think it was on ITV as well. There used to be a, call, a thing called Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. 
he used to be like it was like a tales of unexpected, unexpected type good. thing where he do a little presentation from his desk and things like morality exactly. <laughs> so there was this case study of this woman who was uh, jailed, and I think it was a miscarriage of justice. Yeah. So she wants to get out of prison. Her and like the guard have this kind of inventive idea that she pretends that she's dead. And so basically, oh. he'll take her out of the prison in the coffin oh. and then bury her. So anyway, and then they'll have this whole complete elaborate um, thing to get her out of jail. Yeah. So basically, she gets put in the coffin. She's a bit claustrophobic, thinking this isn't a great idea. She then goes off site and is buried. But the guy who was in on the uh, scam dies or is knocked out and somebody oh. actually gets buried or alive. Oh, hi, and I think, I think that might be the thing you're thinking it's of. It's not. It's literally... Oh, right. right, what? This is the new calm news yeah. me. This is, I'm being deep, newsy. Deep breath before you go in. Um, I can only apologise. What part of me saying it was someone buried with a week's worth of food and oxygen and they were being held ransom... Sounds like what you've just described, you prune. I think that I think that Hitchcock. Was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Although that sounds great, I now want to watch films where people are buried alive. And the, the Ryan Reynolds one is great, by the way. It is really, really good. No, it's not. This was definitely a kidnapping because it was. He was. This person was buried like in the middle of nowhere. But I'm going to check out the Alfred Hitchcock one, Alan. I am sorry, I didn't hear that bit when I was driving, oh, Jesus, but I think it's another other one. And like, the thing is, like, you're, you're worried about being locked up. Like, as a kid watching all these crime dramas, I did have a miscarriage of justice carried out on me, because my mother gave me a Juliet Bravo type haircut, which... Oh, <laughs> mate, I am so sorry, Alan. I don't know if your mother is still uh, alive or with us, but you could probably still take her to court while we're in Europe. Once come the end of the month, I'm afraid, it is out. Other people have suggested, um, um, uh, someone suggested, right, so Emma suggested Buried, which is the Ryan Reynolds film, which is great, which I thoroughly recommend. Mm -hmm. uh, then, um, said Stu says it's Quincy. It's not Quincy. Right, calling it Buried, doesn't that give it away? Then, oh, I wonder where she is. Oh, we, we know what the title is, we kind of all know where she is. Then someone said, so, some, someone said, where has it gone? Have, they, have you deleted your tweet? Oh. Someone deleted their tweet. Um, someone has deleted their tweet. You absolute cowards. Oh, you cowards. You cowards. Someone, oh, a few people said it's called 83 Hours Till Dawn, right? But then I've looked at that. That was in 1990. This was in the 70s. It was in the 70s, guys. Please. Please, for the love of all that is holy. All we're asking you to do is pay attention. All we are asking you... Oh, this is what we should do. This is, um, this is how we separate the wheat from the chaff. Mm -hmm. There's too much chaff uh, listening to this show. Too much chaff. I just want wheat. Well, do we? Or is it just numbers? No, no, I want wheat. Okay. I want wheat. wheat. I want wheat. Uh, here's what we do. At the end of each show, we do a quiz. And the highest 10% are allowed to listen the next night until we get it down, we get it down until we get one person mm. and that person... Um, Wins. Uh, we bury them in a box yeah. with only a week's worth of oxygen. Okay. Uh, and then the other listeners have to try and find where that person is. Like the golden rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. 
but... Just say words now that, that anybody under the age of 40 is going, what? Is it Gordon Rabbit? What's he, what's he it's, time, it's time to get Google out, mate. What the hell is this idiot talking about? You know, I've got sponsorship for Twitch. Have I told you this? I've got sponsorship for my Twitch. I'm going to be a pro gamer. I'm seriously, I'm jacking in. I joke, remember when I joked about this three years ago, mm. right? That I was jacking in the radio to become a pro gamer. Doing it now. Doing it now. I've got sponsorship. They're giving me a free top of the range, um, what do you call it? Computer? Yeah. PC? 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 Who, me? Yeah, everybody's welcome. PC? You better you better believe it. I don't make jokes about no uh, women no more. Okay. I don't make racial jokes. I see what you're doing. PC? Right. I mean personal computer, but it also means political politically com- computer, uh, personal correct, uh, per- politically correctedness. Yeah. So I'm covering all the bases here. I'm covering all the bases of my material. You're going to get yourself a nifty haircut. Uh, I've got one. I'm going to get a gaming chair. You're going to get a gaming hat. I so you have to wear a uniform now. I, I'm going to wear the um, I'm a celebrity outfit, which I, I found the hat the other day. I googled gaming chairs. I thought, I'll have a look at gaming chairs. Right, gaming chairs. Yes. Gaming chairs. See, Stop what, saying gaming chairs. Well, it's important because I'm talking about gaming chairs. Yes. So I thought I'd have a little look. And um, they're just really expensive chairs that don't actually... They don't do anything. What's different between a gaming chair and a big executive chair? Nothing. Uh-huh. Nothing. Nothing. Some of them might have, like, speakers in the headrest, but, but, but that's but only what? a few. But why? But, but mainly, no. Oh, I've got some bad news for you, Sam. I'll tell you in a second. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Got some bad news. Day five isn't coming back. You know, you knew that, didn't you? Josh, our, fl- our friend, Josh Flanagan, who's, who sat there... Who we offered place. us a part in day five. He was going to give us a part in day five, and then to get out of the deal of giving us a part in day five, he's left the company, Rooster Teeth, that makes... Day five. Day five. What, what coward. What scumbag. Americans. I know he served in the military, so he's probably on hallucinogenic drugs mm. yeah. and PTSD. But what cowardly scumbag... Absolute scum yeah. for backing out of that deal. Oh, man. I was up, I, we got home a bit early last night, and I was up till half three watching Medical Police. I'm, and I'm showing it to you, Kath, and you're going, yeah, okay, okay. I'm, 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 in the, I'm just crying with laughter. It's Medical Police. I've had the two stars of Like to Tweet that I sent. The producer and co-creator has, has, has retweeted me. It's funny, man. It's silly. Here's the thing, right? It's really silly. And that's it. It's really, really silly. It's on Netflix. And apparently there's a pre there's there's a series prequel. I hate the word prequel. There there is a series that came before called Children's Hospital, uh, which I'm gonna track down once I've seen all this. But it's funny, man. It's it's such a joy to have found something that actually makes me laugh out loud. Because the episodes are twenty minutes long, twenty two minutes long, I'm caning it. Yeah, a bit. I am caning it. Uh, caning it. Right. Here we go. Got something I want to play. Well, the phones have gone a bit wild, but before they go, before that, put your headphones on. Mm. Oh, so, careful. Let's have a listen to this. This is from Teresa. Thank you, Teresa. Kidnapped. Follow instructions exactly. Or she'll die. David Jensen. How do I know Karen's still alive? James Tarantino. She's buried in a coffin equipped with life-supporting devices for seven days. Oh, Yo! there it is. Yo! We got it! We got it! It's a, it's a little girl. 
Oh, God, that's even worse. No, it's brilliant. I mean, it's uh, 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 based on a real-life kidnapping. Oh. Two of those seven days are already gone. And when that battery goes, she goes. Oh, my God. I don't want to die like this. The Longest Night, a true story. What's tomorrow sorted? That's tomorrow sorted. That drum. There's and a lot of that kind of drumming yes, in 70s films. isn't it? Hello, Jackie! I was just going to say that. Oh! Oh, you're joking! No! I've just seen someone else put the phone down as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no! No, he put me to and I said, have they given him the answer yet? He's just found it down and went, it's the longest night. Oh, I re- see, that was 1972. I would yeah. probably have seen it about six years later. So I would have been yeah. five or six or seven. That's, even that trailer now scared me. That would have scared, yeah. we watched some awful, terrifying yeah. stuff when we were kids. Yeah, I was only young then, you see, so I, m- I must have watched it later on. In, all right, later all right, on here's, what, here's one I bet you've seen, Jackie, right? Mm. Salem's Lot. Mm. Oh God, I yeah, I'm yeah. a big Stephen King fan. And which gone? Which is the what's the scariest bit in Salem's Lot? Um, oh God, it's been a long time. I can tell you, that. it's the bit where the vampire flies up against the bedroom window. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like yeah, I like his books. You see, so some of the films don't really hit no, it with me. None of them I've got do. one now called Stephen King's. His new one's called The Institute. Right. So I'm. Just but does he write? Does Stephen King write them anymore? I thought. This is his, this was out in September. He went off track a bit, but then this one is if it sort of gets me in the first few pages, I'll carry on reading. And this has. I always found his um, endings weak. Things, the Langoliers, the Stand. It. I always found the endings were just mm-hmm. a bit. Oh, okay, right, fine. But is he? I thought he'd stop writing, and that he was getting someone else. To write and know. use his name. I thought his wife was writing them oh, or something. Yeah. I think she wrote in her own right as well. Her. Okay. Yeah. And mm. another author's James Herbert, but sadly he's, he died a few years ago. The, the so. British Stephen King, who was never, never quite... I, I did like the rats, but... Um, Have you read The Ghosts of Sleeve? No, I have not. There's that one. Oh. And there's, look at his, the last ones before he died. They, they were really good. All right, Jackie. Well, I'm sorry for stealing your thunder. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Thank you anyway. I'm going to watch that. That's tomorrow. I'm watching The Longest Night. Sharan. Uh, if I, I pronounced that right, I was thinking all the other yesterday, I can't remember how to pronounce... No, you said Sharan. It, it is Sharan. I was, I was asking Sharan. Yeah. It is Sharan. Yeah. Hey, Sharan. I, pay, I pay attention, Sharan. I, I pay attention, but I, here's the thing, Sharan. People think, oh, I'm thick or I'm slow. I'm not. My brain is working a million times faster and doing an infinite number of different processes at the same time. More than Catherine's, yeah. more than yours, and more than... My brain is working faster. So the odd little fact, or oh, someone's name slips through the cracks, mm-hmm. or um, a, a birth date slips through the all these things, it's because my brain is doing so much more than the average... Yeah. And, and the good thing about that gift is that it also comes with great humility. I'm the, I'm the most humblest person I've ever met. Yeah. Sharan, um, cho- choices, decisions, life. That was weighing heavily on your shoulders. What's happened? Yeah. I've followed your advice and then that really helped out a lot. And I chose geography, French, DT and economics. But then they said I had to pick another actual like working one like maths. Something like that. Mm. And then I chose computer science. Beautiful. Just for the sake of it. How, How do you feel about it? Uh, excuse me, Catherine. I'm conducting this interview. You, All right. 
how do you and how do you feel about it? I feel good, except for the computer science part, which I didn't really want to do. Was there any other option you could have done, or was that the best of a bad bunch? Best of the bad. Bunch. Fine. That's here's here's something. Here's what you've learned in the last forty-eight hours: compromise, which is a really important lesson. You can't get everything that you want, but if you can get a significant amount, that's great. How did your mum take it? How has your mum responded? She first was quite confused because I really haven't mentioned this like GCSE aspect at all. Then after talking for a while, she kind of accepted it. Good, good. And just, 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 you know, just for legal reasons, I didn't push you into taking those, did I? <laughs> wasn't i didn't specifically say you must do these or you can never listen again this was of your own free will maybe <laughs> how are you feeling are you feeling a bit better because you were really stressed out yeah. the other night yeah good good i called in for the gaming chair thing you said they're basically the same but they're mainly designed to help your back when you're playing games so you don't end up with back pain but hang on all chairs are designed to help your back. And, and more, I, I get that cheap, I've got a little cheap office chair at the moment that I sit at the computer and, and it's not great. But So I was looking at gaming chairs and then I thought, well, I might as well just get a nice, luxurious office chair. Spend a few hundred quid and get a nice office chair. Because gaming chairs, they, they, they don't really do anything, do they? They mainly just keep your eyes level with the monitor you're playing with and um, support your back. But other than that, you could use a normal chair, but your playtime could be, like, shorter. Okay. You prepare for that? Um, I am prepared. I'm prepared for that. I'm prepared for that. Sharan, all right, well, I'm not getting one, but Catherine, my birthday's coming up soon. Oh, you're not getting one, then? Sorry? <laughs> it's outrageous. Um, hey, listen, Sharan, um, well done on making those choices and your, those decisions. But also, if you change your mind, it's not the end of the world, okay? This isn't... You haven't now, at the age of 13, 14, set the next 50 years in stone. There is still wriggle room. There is still the ability to do a complete 180, which is, I believe is a phrase that's popular at the moment, to a complete 180 and go in a completely different direction. You're not stuck with in that direction forever. Okay, yeah. Okay? You're going to be all right. I, I just got this vibe. You're going to be all right. You, you're, you're a talented young person, and um, it's going to work out. I hope so. Yeah, you the world's your oyster, Sharan. You got it, man. Enjoy it. Yeah, you too. Bye. Thanks Bye. a lot. Bye-bye. There we go. Nice person. Um, from a nice person to a scumbag, David Babcock. Yeah, glad to be called a scumbag. And, uh, oh, can you, hear, can you hear me when... Um, can you hear me when you're you're not your line isn't open? Yeah, I heard you when you said I was a scumbag from a nice person to a scumbag. Okay, well, I, I, in that case, in that case, I apologise because yeah, I was I thought that was rude of me, David. I thought I was saying that behind your back. I didn't. I would hey. certainly never say that to your face. Um, so I, I apologise, David. And and I is there something you want to say to me? Yeah, apology shoved right up your bum hole. Okay, Ooh, that's blimey. okay. Fine, I was, I was hoping, I was hoping David was going to apologise to me, but there you go. That's the arrogance what of some for? of these. What? What for? For calling me out in public. It's yeah. not. It's not what. Not. It's not the manners of a lady. I tell you what. That trailer you just played for that horror film. 
Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> Isn't it? Should we play it again? Hang on. Here we go. Oh, no, it was horrible. Oh, Here we God, go. Please. There's another one. There's another one. Here we go. Let's play this. Hang on. Kidnapped. Follow instructions exactly. Based on a true story. Um, how come the kidnappers are always so posh in these films? He's good looking as well. David Jensen. How do I know Karen's still alive? James Tarantino. She's buried in a coffin equipped with life supporting devices for seven days. Two of those seven days are already gone. And so when that battery days. goes, she goes. Oh my God. I don't want to die like this. The Longest Night. A true story. Right, so we're watching that tomorrow on my stream. But then someone sent me this. The Candy Snatchers. Oh, God. Um, here we go. Uh, this music does not sound horror. What is this? Is it this important? Money? Money is the root of all happiness. I hate those old expressions, but it's true. It overcomes the strength of love and life and things like that. That can't be a real film. I'm just, that can't. That, that is not a real film. I'm not going to. Here's the thing: it's pointless because it's playing very upbeat music, but the images are horrific. Lino, you're you're reported. You're reported for that. I can't believe that's a real film. No, you're reported. Sounded quite nice. It did sound quite nice, but it's not. It was one of those tricky things where they juxtapose jolly music yeah, with horrific no. scenes. Lino's reported. David, lovely to talk to you, my friend. And you we will talk friend. to you after this trail for one of my oh, colleagues. Jesus. Yeah. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, well, legally, I've checked. We, um, before the advert uh, for Mike Graham, I, I said to David that we would talk to him then. I've, I've, I've checked with the lawyers and we, we do actually have to talk to him. It counts as a, what they call a, a, an electronic guarantee. So, David. Hey, that music sounds crap, doesn't it? Uh, I wrote that music. Oh. Sorry. I'm really proud of it, actually. No, I didn't say crap, my voice broke it. It is. Um. Hmm? Right. That, <laughs> that. <laughs> what can we do for you, David Babcock? Well, I want you to, I've been, there's people who know me and you will know, I've been writing this horror book, haven't I? Yes, you have, 101 Ghost, what's it, is that what it's called, 101 Ghost Stories? No, no, it's called Page Turners and Spine Chillers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, laugh at it. Page Turners and Spine Chillers. Oh, God. Yeah, because you have pain, pain, pain? You have pages, in, you have pages in the book and you have a spine, don't you? Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And, okay. It works okay. on two levels. And you just check in. You've checked that, that that title hasn't been used already, yeah? I, I'm not as clever as that. I'm just going for it. But it's called Page what? Chillers and... What? Page Turners and Spine Chillers. I think I've... No, but I've Googled it. No, it doesn't exist. Copyright, Babcock. <laughs> I cannot see it. You're right. You, you've got it. Okay, well done. Well yeah. done. Swivel on that. Oh, right. what's oh. your language? Come on. Sorry, sorry. We're, we're heading in a newsier it. direction now, can't you tell? Sorry. Well, you want Chuck Winkle for that, not me. No, we don't. Hey, I want a quote from you. A quilt? A quote? I've, I've just sent you a message, right? Are we on WhatsApp? Um, well, I'm, I'm doing a radio show, but let's have a look. Uh, David Babcock. How did you get my personal number? Kath gave it me. Kath! Oh, sorry, I was fed up with him phoning me. Flipping heck, mate! 
what's your quote for the book front cover? And do you want to see the book front cover? Yes. Yeah. Why are we doing this on air? This should be a private... No, I, I don't know. David Babcock. I can't read what it says at the bottom. Click it. No, I, I've clicked it. Well done, David. Ma Mary Lynn, David's mum. Gosh tarn it, John Wayne. This is a book. Chuck Winkle, <laughs> US journalist. Four stars, Ghosts Weekly magazine. I literally SH1T myself, Derek Bramble, paranormal journalist. With with respect, David. Yeah. <laughs> that was the quote I sent you from me. Oh God. Wasn't it? I knew I'd got it from somewhere. <laughs> I, I, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, I sent you that. So Derek Bramble has stolen my quote. He must have been listening. Must have read, must have read your mind. <laughs> my quote is. Derek Bramble stole my quote. I'll do that. That's even better. Thank you very much indeed, David Babcock. He's actually writing a book. He's written a book. He's going to come well, in when he's... you say he's written a book. I wrote about three of the stories. I wrote two of them. He's kind of going to come in um, when the book is written and uh, talk about it, which mm. I'm very, very excited yeah. about. Um, Gatford! Hey! No? Yeah. Okay, fine. No. Um, what were we supposed to do to that? Well, I don't know. Join in. What? I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's disappointed. Um, sorry. Um, hello, Ian. Hello, Kath. Good evening. Good evening. Um, and if you're checking out films about people being buried alive, yep. when I was trying to find your one, I came across one that I remember watching when I was younger called The Screaming Woman. It's another 70s one, and it's about a woman who, who gets screams committed a lot. to a... No, well, she gets committed to a mental hospital for rest. And she, as she's walking around the ground, she hears the screams of a woman buried. Um, and her family use it, and they, no one believes her, and they try and get her committed, you know, and get all her money taken away. And it's, um, it's that kind, not quite as scary as your one. It's not based on a true story. But I remember watching it and being absolutely terrified of it as a kid. Um, but she gets buried in it. No. I wasn't no, no, listening. No, no, no. She thinks she thinks she believes she hears the screams of a buried woman in the grounds of this. Is anyone buried in it? Yep. But they gaslight her and say it's not happening. Yep. Th who but is buried in it? The woman that she hears. The screaming woman. Right, but who is that scream? Why is this such a difficult conversation? Who well, I, don't, I haven't seen it in a while. I can't remember the ending. <laughs> I can't remember if she's real or not. Oh. But it terrified me as a kid that there was somebody buried and you know buried alive, and they, that she could hear, it, but she couldn't find them. Mm, mm. I mean, it doesn't sound as no, it sounds I good. Apparently, this Candy Snatchers film is real from 1973. It's the one where I just played it, and it had all jolly kinds of music and stuff on there. But it was you clicked on a link. You clicked on a link from Lino. Are you okay? Yeah, here's, but here's the thing: it was it was it was. Images of some beautiful teenagers kidnapping and shooting kids. Oh, my that's God. That's what was going on wow. in 1973 oh, style. No, that's a no, is it, Kath? That's a hard no from that's me. That's a no. Kath is out of the Candy Snatchers. Is anybody in? No. Do you know what I'm fed up of? Yeah. Anything that's got a woman being um, murdered in it. Everything. It's always a woman. If I can find a thing where it's if I can find a thing where it's men being murdered, would you watch that with me? I don't really want to watch people being murdered. Whoa. Call me squeamish. <laughs> All right, you don't see uh, the murder. Shut up! 
You don't see the murder, but you hear the murder. No, still You don't out. hear the murder. No. You read. You, someone reads a letter about a murder. No, mercy, not for me. So a murder happened, but you don't. Mm. They don't even mention it. No, thanks. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yes, Gatford. Do you remember the furore over the uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo about people suggesting that it was very misogynistic? I and do remember. That? I do remember. Yeah, it's boring. And book. I worked with someone who, anytime anybody brought that book into work, used to go around and rip the last few pages out. Oh, now come on. Well, that's not nice. No, I know, and I, I, I desperately wanted to buy the book, bring it in, have her do it, and then have a go at it. I read, I read the book. I think I enjoyed that. My father-in-law bizarrely got into the trilogy, but then Stieg Larsson died, and then like someone wrote. Yeah, someone else took it over. There are so many. This is what I'm trying to get at, right? Earlier on, I was talking about Stephen King. There are so many authors yeah. who either st- who stopped writing either because they died yes. or just because in, in Stephen King's because yeah, I think he went bonkers. He, he started he taking wrote books under a pseudonym, didn't he? For Richard, a long time. Richard, Richard. Didn't he have a raging coke habit at one was point? Say cocaine. We're just, let's all just try and focus on one point at a time. Richard, it was Richard Harkness or Richard, it was something like that, right? So he wrote under a pseudonym, then he became a massive cokehead and then I think some of his books were written by other Mm. people. I could, I could be wrong. I do know that a friend of my sister's, I think, stepped out in front of him while he was driving and and Stephen King gave him the bird. I believe that happened. I'd have to check that, Joe, if you're listening, if you could let me know. Um... Uh, and I'm now, now because of you two, I've completely lost. My Roger Hargreaves. What his boy writes Hi. the uh, books now, doesn't he? Um, Mr. Men, yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot of auth- a lot of authors um, that th- don't write their books anymore. Catherine Cookson doesn't Frank write her books anymore. No. Who? Frank Herbert. His kid now writes all the June books. Kevin so that's which is stupid. Why? It's like um, what? Sorry. Hello. Oh, thought you meant me. Well, you, you are, but no, it's stupid. You, why yeah. should it, why should my kid be able to do this radio show? Just because of the DNA. I don't know, but I'd like to hear it. It will happen one day. The youngest will do it, definitely. No, I know what you mean. Just because, the, the, yeah. You, I mean, I, you, yeah, why, why do you necessarily have to be... There was a down? story yesterday, the other day that J.R.R.R. Rundier, Tolkien's youngest son, had died. They showed a picture of him. He was like a really, really old man. He was nearly 100. I think he took over writing. I think he finished The Silmarillion, which Tolkien wrote. I think you're right, it's another one. You're, there's an epidemic. The mm-hmm. reason why the sons do it is to keep the money. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, come on. They do. The, so they the father will will copyright it and it'll be part of his estate. to carry on the father's... The legacy and the money, yes. Outrageous, Gatford. Thank you so much for that. You, you, you're cold. A cold-hearted woman This is the only time you've said that today. Making love what? to me. What? This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Bring my guitar in tomorrow and I jab along. I bring the um, the master tapes and we'll, we'll deconstruct it. Um, it may take a couple of shows actually. We we'll do that. Th- we we'll do that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We we'll deconstruct the because the tr- so many tracks. Right? Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night alternative. Ian Lee. Um, that's that's true. And me and Catherine Boyle. I was going to get that. I was going to get that. You were though, were you? No, I wasn't actually. Um, dead sperm. Dead men's sperm. Yo ho ho, and a bottle of rum and some dead men's sperm. I'm not going to continue that rhyme. Dead sperm. Everybody's talking about it. Well, you are a Where lot. Where can I get it? Where can I get it? I want it. 
men should be allowed to donate their sperm after death. Genuine question. I don't want any jokes about stiffs or anything like that. How do they get it? Genuine question. As that is a genuine question. Catherine, is, you are outrageous. That is a genuine question. How do you get dead men's well, sperm? Well, and also... You know, like with the other sort of donation, organ donation, mm. they have to do it when you're not quite dead. Is it that? No, they don't. You're telling me they take your heart out when you're not quite well, dead. not quite. So, not quite dead means alive. Well. <laughs> you're telling me they take your not... eyes and your heart out when you're alive. No. <laughs> no. I'm really, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry, um, Mrs. Boyle, but your husband is dead. Well, he's dying. Yeah. We really need his heart and his I've eyes seen and his kidneys now. When's he going to die? Could be in a minute. Might be in a week. Can, if, if we have them now, it could save up to five other people. He only came in to have his verrucas done. <laughs> um, oh, do you think you can donate your eyes? Yeah, no, I've, put, I, I've got a donor card. You can have everything. Don't want it. Take the lot. <laughs> Here's the thing. You said that to me at a drunken Christmas party. Once. <laughs> I bloody never. Here's the thing. A lot of people will not donate their eyes. Yeah, isn't that funny? That's that's weird. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't donate my hand because, of course, there is the famous story, isn't there? Of the murderer. The guy that got a hand transplant and then he went around strangling people because the guy who he got the hand from was a famous murderer. Um uh, that is a true. That is what well, I don't know if it's a truth. It's it's true that that story was made. That there is a movie where that happens. I don't know the basis. I don't think it was a documentary. Well, most movie, uh, actually, Kath. Most movies have an element of truth in. Uh, you can't just make up a story. Uh, it comes from experience. So yeah. someone somewhere, what, like Willy Wonka. Uh, yeah. Again, back to the dead sperm. Men. We're heading in a newsier direction, guys. I really hope you Can't get the you change tell? of vibe. Can't you tell? <laughs> Men should be allowed to donate their sperm after death. Say experts, or as I call them, sexperts. Or perverts. Medics want rules changed so British blokes... <laughs> best of beef! ...can pass on their semen like organs and other human tissue. Ooh, I wouldn't want another human's tissue. It would mean men could end up fathering a child years after they have died. So it would be zombie babies. The UK currently has a shortage of donor sperm, of donor sperm, and demand is on the rise. Feed me now! So what's the thought then? People aren't doing it while they're alive in case, what, they get chased for maintenance? No. But once you're dead, what are they going to do? No, well, they changed the law, didn't they? Yeah, they can look you up. They can, um, if you donate, because it used to be a big earner in the 90s. I considered it. Students, yeah. I considered it. You get £15 a pop. Make your hobby a job. And, um, but you can, well, you could only do it like once every four days or something. But yeah, and then, and then you go and it was anonymous. You get 15 quid a pop. I know people that did it. I considered it. And then like 10, 15 years later, they changed the law so that the kids who, nothing to do with you, could come and find you. One bloke I know had 168 people turn up, up on his door. True, they had to, they, they had to hire um, four minibuses. Do you remember when we were talking to people who were doing it on Facebook? No. Yes. No. 
Yeah. No. Because they said that um, they said that IVF was too expensive, so they were buying oh God, samples were. on Facebook from uh, sometimes. Let's let's let's. Oh, not this was true. We did actually. Mince our words. Dodge pots. It was Some blokes, people wanted to give it fresh, if you know what I mean. It was bloke. It was quite often. It was lesbian couples, couples yeah. who um, couldn't get a donor uh, through legitimate. This is absolutely true. It sounds made up through legitimate ways, and didn't have like a, a male friend that was or didn't have a male friend. So they would go on Facebook and blokes were advertising um, semen. Yeah. I was going to say a rude word then. Um, and sometimes it would be like they'd come around and they'd deliver it in a little pot. But sometimes they'd want to... Straight to source. Yeah, exactly. They wanted to deliver it door to door and one door being a lady's door. Mm. Um, what about one in six couples struggles with infertility with half of issues linked to the male partner? Okay. So half of them are linked to the female partner. That's fine. That's, you know. Writing in the Journal of Medical Ethics, experts claim harvesting samples. When will there be a harvest for the world? They knew. The Christians, who ironically would actually be against this. Um, is Not all Christians. A morally acceptable solution to the problem. Doctor Authors Dr. Nathan Hodson of Leicester University and Dr. Joshua Parker from Pornhub No. Say <laughs> the ability to reproduce matters to people. And donated sperm enables many to fulfil their reproductive... I should say, by the way, we are actually helping with this. So if you've got any, um, just send it to us in a jiffy. Please don't, because someone In a will... jiffy! I did a joke! I know, but don't... You walked all over it! I don't care, because I really don't... I can't tell you enough not to do that. Because someone will know, and no. you're opening it. Please. No, 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 just send it to us in a jiffy, marked... Um, of course, this is the Matthew Wright Show. <laughs> <laughs> But they admitted changing the rules could raise ethical concerns as it will impact both the child and the donor's family. Yeah. It is also unclear who would pay for the procedure. Oh, I've seen how they do it! Oh, I've seen how they do it! Dirty buggers! Who's the person who thought of that? Who's the person who thought of that? I don't know if I want that idea implanted in my head. Maybe don't tell us. Maybe we should just Google it if we want. Research shows sperm retrieved up to 48 hours after death can result in viable pregnancies. Oh, you dirty... So who was the first person who said, I know what we'll do, he's dead, let's see if we can get it out using this. Oh my God, no. It's usually collected through electrical stimulation of the prostate gland. Oh! Flipping heck! That is... Quick, shove a nine volt up his jacksie. Flipping That is outrageous! <laughs> that is awful! But I'd like to see it. If I'm... If I'm being honest, I'm now thinking YouTube. YouTube during the next news, you look at the mucky site. Uh, other sperm experts... Daddy, what do you do, Daddy? I'm a sperm expert. Object to the idea. Alan Pacey, professor of andrology, said it feels like a backward step to recruit donors who are dead. <laughs> Here's how stupid I am. I heard another radio host talking about this, and he said that they already do it in Denmark, right? And this is how thick I am, right? And how thick most people are, 
right? He said they already do it in Denmark. And I thought to myself, well, that doesn't make sense. The babies would grow up speaking Dutch. Oh, mate. Genuinely thought that. Only for about 30 or 45 minutes. And then I realised... I realised how dumb that was on on, at least one, possibly two fronts. I'm totally sure what the language is they speak over in Denmark. But um, but I did genuinely believe that. And this is the thing, right? I I, I did honestly, I'm not even joking, I did honestly think, they'd end up speaking, the babies would speak Dutch. Genuinely thought that. And then obviously I I (laughs) recalibrated and thought that was a stupid, stupid thing. But... I could, most people would phone up a phone-in show and go, well, babies will be speaking Dutch. And we'd love it. We'd clip it and put it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, oh, man. What a world. It doesn't feel right to me. But it doesn't feel right to no. me. Does it feel right to you? No, not really, no. You're desperate for a baby. You're desperate for a baby. I don't really want a Franken baby. You're desperate for a baby. You're de- the thing is, you're you're all grizzled. Beg your pardon. You're you are tired, old, grizzled mother of two. Right. So you're done. You're done. I really am done. You're done. Despite a lot of people begging for me to do a little bit more for the um, genetic well-being of this country, but no. What, what? Who wants you to have another baby? The gene pool. The gene pool wants me to. <laughs> we could make a show, no, baby. No, let's not. Be? Nope. Oh. We don't have to look at each other. I didn't in the first two places, anyway. So. Okay. Um, um, sorry? Ew. What? What an image. All right, why don't you and Sam have a baby? I don't want a baby with anyone. I'm done. But not because I'm gnarled. All right. Leave it with me, Sam. I'll sort it out. Um, but, um, so you're, but you're gnarled, as you say, gnarled and grizzled and, and, and saggy. You've and saggy you as well now. Okay. have lost the desire mm. to have a baby. But no, when, I know what the reality is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But if, I'm done. I know. Have we got yeah. the idea? The shop is closed and the council are going to come and knock it down and build flats. We get that. But at the moment... You're going to turn it into a wine bar. But at the moment, there are some homeless people squatting in there. <laughs> and it's graffitied and smells of spice. But- All right! We're moving in a newsier direction, guys. I really hope you're picking up on that. That sounded like a, just a stream of insults to me, but actually it was a comment on modern day society. You know the head of the Aries is going, can we get those guys off of those two lists? Is that, can, we, can, we, can we just remove them from those two lists? I thought the whole show was saving people's lives. I didn't realise it was filth and misogyny. Um, but what I'm saying is, if you're desperate mm. for a baby, one would imagine you would go, you'd go to any lengths. Well, again, we talked about the people on Facebook who would get um, mucky sods coming round, <laughs> you know, special delivery. Yeah. So you, some the people... The problem being that these fellas, the, the Facebook fellas as well... One fella had done it like a hundred times. Oh, there you go. And before you know it, you've got kids growing up and not realising that they are hooking up with their siblings. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a very real possibility. It really is. It really is. Um, yeah. So anyway, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, don't cry. Hey, don't cry. I wouldn't. Okay, don't no, cry, though. Don't is... cry about it. <laughs> hey, come on. Don't cry. I don't need to cry about it. What are you crying for? It's just so sad. Yeah, it is. It's a very sad situation. <laughs> we've got another... I thought we were coming to the end of the show. We were thinking, where's Daryl? Oh, he's not coming for an another hour and four minutes. Can I tell you about... Um, you do talk about heists earlier on. Hey! A bank robber. That's, yep. We've got four minutes. Can you do it's this? a very quick one. We're in. Well, robber. don't make it too quick, because we've got four minutes. I can do four minutes. All right. Ready? Here we go. A bank robber put a pillowcase over his head to hide his identity. Hide, 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 hide his identity. Hide Who's hiding? Hide his identity. Hide the identity. And then had to take it off because he couldn't see. He forgot to put eye holes in it. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Matthew Davis failed to create eye holes in the cover ahead of an armed raid at a bank in Dunfermline in Fife last September. He forgot to put eye holes in it? So he just got a pillowcase. Flipping heck. Like the 47-year-old who threatened staff with a meat cleaver oh, no, left no, the branch no, with nice. nearly £2,000 but was later arrested. Yeah. Davis of Dunfermline pleaded guilty to a charge of assault and robbery. A hearing at the High Court in Glasgow heard how Davis entered the Bank of Scotland branch and then pulled the meat cleaver from the pillowcase before putting the bedding item on to cover his face. But the failure to create eye holes meant he had to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. After threatening staff, Davis was initially given about £300, but the 47-year-old demanded more cash and also warned he would hurt a female customer if it was not handed no. over. No. Davis then repeatedly battered a glass partition at the bank's counter with a meat cleaver and left the branch with £1,980. Good haul. The court heard how a witness then followed Davis from the branch straight to his house. Oh, I saw that. I didn't... OK, right. Didn't he stop to pet a dog, I heard Yeah, as well. yeah. Well, you would. <laughs> You have your fingerprints off in its in its fur. All right. Police later found the cash and the pillowcase consistent with what he put over his head at his house. They also discovered a stun gun. God. Lord, Tur Lord Turnbull remanded Davis in custody ahead of sentencing on the 21st of February. Could have been the perfect crime. <laughs> the high holes. Okay, so you couldn't make that last for four minutes. All right, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. You're two minutes short. That's fair enough. Steve. We can laugh for two minutes. Stephen. Hello, Ian. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Stephen. So, I just wanted to correct you. It's not mucky. I have been a Facebook donor, and I've talked about it at great length on James Ware's show, actually. So, James knows my situation very well. Okay, well, James isn't here, and he called uh, Greta Thunberg uh, Greta Funbag, so I've gone off him quite a lot. So, <laughs> why don't you tell us how you, how you do it? Right, so... You, it's a bit like a dating site. You have to find your, your own agreements between the people. You know yes. what I mean? So you're right that one couple I helped were a lesbian couple, but another was a single woman who had a teenage daughter, but she wanted another baby, but didn't want a man in her life. She was through with men. She'd broken up with her partner, but she just wanted a second child. So... Um, there's no money changing hands. The, the woman has to pay for, like, a cheap hotel if you travel to her town, and she pays your travel expenses for a train to, you know, it'd be unfair of me to give the location. So, so, well, it's, it's over train to Bangor. Yeah, yeah, if it was, uh, yeah. If it was a, in Wales. And then, um, a, say, a room in a travel lodge or Premier Inn or, Classy. Um, you know, any, anywhere like that. Yeah. 
And then um, lead me to it. And then, you know, she'd, she'd provide a container and say, uh, text me when you're done. She'd come to the hotel once I've texted her back and said, yeah, well, I've done what I've done. And then she'd take it back to her place and um, syringe herself. Syringe so, the turkey baster. Um, and what, what, um, how does she know that you're clean? They take your word for it, basically. Flipping I mean, out. Well, that, well, that is stupid. Well. That's stupid. Well, That's they, really, really dumb and dangerous. They both, both those examples, both the lesbian couple and the single woman, both sort of chatted to me prior to it. Oh, they, they chatted to you and he's like, the halfway through they snuck in. Have you got AIDS? Nope. Ah. That's really <laughs> dumb. Stephen, you got me. That's dumb. To, to not have any medical checks on a sperm donor is, is, is dumb. That's, that's, a, that's a really selfish, silly thing to do. I mean, I knew I was clean. Oh, were you, well, when, when were you last tested? Oh, quite a long time ago. Okay, well, and have you had sex? Yes. Right. <laughs> How do you know you're clean? Well, I, I tend to use protection myself. Right. So not infa it's not infallible. I know. So how do you know you're clean? Not trying to catch you out, but genuinely, we don't. We, you, you don't. And a lot of these, um, as I, from watching the excellent Channel 4 documentary Sex Clinic, a lot of these STIs, or wherever they are now, I always get slightly wrong, um, they can be in you for years and not have any symptoms. So you don't know you're clean. The, uh, I, I gotta say, again, people, this shows how desperate people are, but the, the mum, the potential mums, to not get any medical check, this is why doing sperm donorship officially is good because the sperm is checked to make sure it's not, you know, the person is checked out to make sure there's no infectious diseases. You see, Bar, you're right what you said earlier, one of you, that these people cannot do it through the NHS because they don't qualify or, you know, like in the case of the single woman, she already had a child, so, well, she, she's at the back of the queue, you know. So you do back, so you're, you're happy to, uh, honestly, I mean, listen, no, I'm gonna. Yeah. Oh God damn it! I'm gonna. It sounds. It sounds dumb. It sounds dangerous. It sounds absolutely ridiculous. But if, like well, you said, if if women are desperate enough, they will, they'll, they'll 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 yeah. take a risk at maybe getting given um, their baby HIV or something, or getting murdered in a travel lodge, or any kind no. of not. Well, yeah, or, Stephen. Yes, yeah. because there is no protection for them. In all senses of the word. They're not going to be murdered, Ian. You're going to be extravagant. No, I'm not being... Stephen, I'm not being extravagant. You're going to go and, and um, masturbate in a hotel room and they're going to come and collect it. Yeah, there's a chance they could get murdered, mate. I'm not saying you're a murderer and you say you're clean. Well, you haven't been tested, so you don't know. But, yeah, they could get murdered. They're going to meet a strange man in a hotel room for semen. No, because... In the case of the lesbian couple, they stayed in the same hotel, which was clever of them because time is of the essence, you know, because time matters, you know, because it starts to... Um, You're not addressing... It starts to congeal. You're not addressing the murder potential. And it's not, I'm not being flippant. We're late for the news. We'll go to... The, I'm not being flippant. I'm, I'm, I'm being genuine. That's a real risk to, to a woman who is in such a desperate position that she's having to use back street. I don't know if it's illegal or not. No, probably not. Illegal. It's probably a bit fuzzy. But is having to use a back street method to get semen from a strange bloke, with respect, that she's met off Facebook. Yes, of course there's a potential to be attacked. But, look, the couple, the lesbian couple, were a few doors away from me. 
So I did what I did. When I'd finished, I knocked on their door and said, Here Room service. Handed over. You know, I mean, there were, there were two of them. There was one of me. Yeah, because so one, one man's never murdered two women before. I think you're, you're deliberately a, 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 avoiding the point that there is certainly, not necessarily in your case, but there is certainly an element of risk uh, uh, for uh, uh, personal safety for the woman involved, meeting a bloke on Facebook who's prepared to it's masturbate so in a hotel offensive. bathroom for them. Yeah, but it's very offensive thinking of me as a murderer, And Come on, I mean, you know... Well, Stephen, you're not listening because I said, uh, I, I didn't say you were a murderer. Well, you said potential murder. I mean, come on. No, uh, Stephen, you're not... Here's what I'm finding a lot of people doing. You're not listening. You said potential murder. Yeah, I know, potential. No, you're not... Li no, <laughs> you're... <laughs> you're not listening. I said it probably isn't you. But you could be a potential murderer, yes. Yeah, but you could, couldn't you? Yeah, could be. But I'm not meeting women in hotel rooms and masturbating for them so they can get pregnant. Well, it didn't harm anyone. Well, you don't know. Hey, here's, I'm, listen, I'm just speaking as I find it. I, I, how much do you charge for this? No, you're not allowed to charge either way. You don't pay them, they don't pay... So you're just doing it for the... Just doing it for the so what, you, is this a kick? You're getting a kick out of this? Is this a kink? Look, I've not been so lucky as you two. I've never been married. I've never fathered children. I've got an illness. I might pass away before very long. And I'd like to have... The psychological, Ooh, so like, knowing that I father children. So it's selfish. Before. Ah, so it's you're, okay. Sorry, I thought you were being altruistic. So it's selfish on your part. In a way, but also well, that's they awful. Wanted to have children. As <laughs> that's well. awful. So, that, that, that makes it even worse. What's if you don't mind me asking? What's your illness? Is it genetic? No, it won't be passed on to them. No. Okay, that's really so. I, it, the, the, so, do you ever meet these kids? No, as it happened, neither example took it in the one the single woman was too far from her town she lived in a village miles away from the town in which i was based at, and she took forever to drive to collect it and i knew that probably wouldn't work because the temperature would have changed it see this so, is here's the thing here's the thing Stephen. you're messing around with science and medicine when neither of you have a clue what you're doing it is dangerous it is dangerous it is arrogant on your part she, it was too far for her to drive? Dear God. I, listen, I'm sure you probably got a really easy ride on James Wells' show. In all honesty, this makes me very, very uncomfortable. I'm not convinced that anybody involved in this is doing this for the right reasons. And to get semen from someone you've met on Facebook, I bought a stereo on Facebook that didn't work. So for God's sakes, who knows what, what kind of diseases that people like you, not you, people like you might have. No, I think that sounds very, very dodgy. I would recommend everyone do it. Everyone, if you want to do it, do it officially. Don't, don't meet a sperm donor on Facebook. What about people that put powder up their nose, which I've never done? I mean, I suppose that's Sorry? fine and dandy, is it? To put powder up your nose, yeah? Sorry, can you be addicted to semen? <laughs> well, I don't, is this a, are you having a dig at me for being a cocaine addict? Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> why? Well, you seem to be very proud of being a druggie and an alcoholic. <laughs> <You're being laughs> up every single episode of this no, show. No, incorrect, like, oh, Stephen. Look inc at me. Look at me. No. I've struggled. Some of us have had a bloody tough life. I've know? had a I bloody mean, tough life, you know, Stephen. You know, Christ. I've had a tough life. No, what I'm proud of, Stephen. What I'm proud of, and if you don't like the show, very, very welcome to switch off. In fact, I wish, I wish you would. Thank you. But what you're, what you're ignoring? Oh, he's put the phone down. He's put the phone down just because I called him out.
Well, for his, his, his weird backstreet sperm donation club. What, what, what was that? I'm not proud of, I'm not proud of putting cocaine up my nose. I'm not proud of it. I've done it. I'm honest about it. I'll tell you what I am proud of. I managed to stop putting cocaine up my nose. That's what I'm proud of. I managed to stop for 13 years. Then I had a little wobble, and I've managed to stop for nearly two years. I'm, I'm two months off of two years. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of sharing the message of recovery. I'm proud of sharing the message of hope and sobriety. I'm proud to speak to my brothers and sisters who are addicts and alcoholics and sex addicts and drug addicts and, and be used as an example to show you that, that even the most hopeless junkie that spent thousands of pounds a week on cocaine and would lock myself in a bedroom watching pornography for days on end, the most hopeless addict who pissed away my entire career, I managed to come back for that. So I'm not proud of being a drug addict. I'm not ashamed of it. It's my history. It's me. But I'm proud of the recovery. And I'm really sorry, Stephen, that you didn't feel confident enough in what you do to defend it. And that you had to put the phone down when you challenged me. Um, I will say, obviously, getting sperm off of someone you don't know that you've met on Facebook. I wasn't being flippant. I bought a stereo on Facebook, 15 quid. It didn't work. You don't know what... Unlucky for me, I've got a bit of junk that doesn't work. I haven't got an STI or HIV or anything like that. Or a genetic disease being passed on to my baby. Stephen, Stephen, you're better than that. Or maybe you're not. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Across the UK. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Still trying to recover from Stephen's uh, fury. See, again, if you go through the official channels, you can ask if the, the donor has a temper. Or oh, the whole yeah, my, I have personality a, is recorded. I have I a friend who had a baby um, on her own. Yeah. And, yeah, you get to pretty much, you get to tick loads of different boxes, things that you want, things that you don't want. I mean, she's Jewish. She wanted to make sure that it was from a similar ethnic background. And, um, you know, college education, all that stuff. And also that he's had a clean bill of health. Yeah, yeah. How many children he's got what his situation is, all that stuff. That call, we've spoken to Stephen before, and Stephen, I seem to remember, I can't quite remember why, but I do remember Stephen's calls getting angry before. And listen, just because you've been on another radio show on this station doesn't mean you're going to get treated the same. Um, I'm going to say I have better standards than James. Um, I, have, I, have, I have better standards. Um, I wouldn't call Greta Thunberg Greta Funbags. She's, she's 17, I'm, I'm 47. Um, so I wouldn't do that. And no, no, I'm really, no, I'm not saying Stephen, because if you hadn't have tried that cheap little trick at the end and hung up on me, maybe I would be sorry. Um, but, um, no, sorry, what you were saying is wrong. What you, what you do is wrong. If indeed you do do it, part of me is thinking, actually, maybe there's a little bit of fantasy going on there. Maybe that's what he would like to happen. You're welcome to call back again, Stephen. You, you, you certainly come back on if you want, because I don't fi- think we finished... Um, the conversation, uh, but, but a few people have, have, have tried this on me and used the the junky stuff as like a weapon. It, honestly, it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't hurt me because I'm not ashamed. Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ashamed. I'm ashamed of some of the things I did, but I'm working a program to make up, make amends for those things, and and, and to be shame free. So. 
you know, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed that I, I took cocaine and ecstasy and all those kind of things. Um, but I'm really, really proud of the fact that I don't do those things anymore. And the example I set to my kids and the example I set to others, I've had a great conversation with my kids about being an alky um, recently. Um, so, so I just to save you the breath, guys. If you're having a conversation with me and it's not going the way you want, chucking the junky stuff at me is is nothing. Is absolutely nothing. You might as well blow in my ear. Um, actually, I quite like I quite like all of it. So, but Stephen, th- uh, thank you for your call, um, and I reserve the right to think what you do, if indeed you do do it, is um, is wrong. And I pity the women. That sounds patronising. Let me take pity out, because pity's not a nice word. I have real empathy for the women involved in that, who are in such a desperate situation that they would sink... Choose my words carefully. I have real empathy for the women involved in that situation who are so desperate that they would go to such unorthodox measures and meet with, with unknown, untested men um, and put their lives and the lives of their potential babies at risk. There we go. That's it. That's it. And the whole empathy is with, is with the women involved. I have no empathy or sympathy for you uh, or the men in that situation. That feels to me, and I'm not talking about Stephen now, I'm moving away from Stephen, but th- 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 for the other men involved, feels like a, a, a weird kick, a weird kink that I can't quite get my head um, around. But it just shows you the, 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 the levels, the, the, the lengths that some souls will go to to uh, to have a baby and you, you you can't help but feel sorry for them mm. um 0344 all this because of um dutch speaking babies 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call you'd be very welcome Catherine Boyle yes I've not heard enough of your wonderful Lancashire Man- Lancaster accent I'd love to hear some of it right now my lovely oh my god right here's the thing um, I've heard quite a lot over the last couple of days about trad Twitter. Have you heard about this? Yes, it's a neo-Nazi term. Kind of, but there's a lot of people who feel like they want to have a return to traditional values. It's not always about Nazism. It's sometimes it's about extreme conservatism. Okay. And a woman's place and a man's place and how the genders should be separate in certain ways. Yeah. Um, and... Traditional tra- being a trad wife trad has become wife, is a thing. Yes. Although I seem to recall, for, for years there have been some women who what do they call themselves? Not submissive wives. I mean, it's this thing of you know I'm going to do the this. Stepson wives. Stepford wives. Stepford wives. A similar thing. I mean, that's the what's... Stepford wives. I watched that recently. The original. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So they're all robots. Mm. Well, that doesn't make any sense at all. Doesn't make. Any, I watched it and I'm thinking, what? So they're like hypnotized, they're like drugged, they're like. But, oh no, they're just robots. They're fit robots. Okay, right. Yeah. Waste of my life. Yeah, and what do they do with the real wives, though? They kill them. Right. <laughs> Spoiler. They kill them. That's what they do. Uh, Elena Kate Pettit spent her 20s working mm. in a high flying job uh, in a marketing company in London, going out with friends and trying the, to I know climb. The company. I know the company. The career ladder. Mm. But now she says she is the CEO of her own company, which is essentially my household. Oh. After changing everything to become a housewife and mother. She spends her days cooking, cleaning, and keeping home in order to make sure everything is perfect for her husband, using an allowance he gives her every month. Okay. And she's even set up the Darling Academy, which offers what courses. What do they call it? Housekeeping. Yeah. Housekeeping. I remember my mum getting my housekeeping. Mom used to get housekeeping. In an envelope. Oh, that's nice. Housekeeping. Yeah. Okay. 
offering courses for others who hope to become the perfect British housewife. She told the BBC it's harnessing the best about what made Britain great during that time when you could leave your front door open and know that you were safe and you knew your neighbours in the street. We can have that again. Things are changing so fast. We don't even know the identity of our country anymore. Okay. You there see, you go. There is, it is, it is a Nazi, it's a racist thing. The trad thing, the trad is a racist thing. Yeah. Alina is part of a new movement known as Trad Wives, a, a group of women who opt to live a more traditional life with traditional male and female roles. She's written a number of articles with titles including Your Husband Should Always Come First. <laughs> Make your own jokes, guys, because we're following a newsier direction. Another Hope one. You've noticed. Ladylike way to deal with sneezes and sniffles. And how to be elegant in the morning. <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> Speaking on her YouTube channel, she says, I am completely empowered. People think that being a su it's being a, p a submissive, if you want to use that word, traditional housewife at home, we're, you know, not very smart or weak or have no value, but actually, we're incredibly switched on. It's empowering to say, I don't want to be part of the modern narrative that says you are less than if you stay home. We're incredibly That's undervalued. Think about it. Did you not want your mum there? Did you not want your traditional, wholesome, supportive, loving environment to be brought up in? I'm not saying that anything other than that just isn't, but it's the model way and it's beautiful to be able to live it. Don't make us feel like we're not worthy of staying at home. We are raising the next generation of people who are going to be making policies that affect your future. It's an incredibly worthwhile job. Alina says her rebellion against modern life started when she met her husband. Speaking about when she was growing up in the 90s, this is from the Mirror, by the way, she told the BBC, the culture at the time was anything but what I enjoyed and it definitely made me feel like an outsider. It was all kind of, let's fight the boys and go out and be independent and break glass ceilings, but I just felt like I was born to be a mother and a wife. What I really related to were the old shows of the 1950s and 60s. I grew up in a single-parent household. My mum had to go out to work. The home became this huge burden on her and I suppose at that point in time I probably identified that I didn't want that same life. The rebellion really came when I met my husband, and he being very traditional as well, I think he just identified that. He said, I know you want a man to look after you and make you feel secure, and he offered himself as that person. Uh, it's almost like a fairy tale come true. Sounds absolutely marvellous. I mean... After joining social media, she discovered an underground movement of women who felt the same pull to a more traditional life. If you want to do that, if, if, if you, you and your partner are both happy that that's the way you want to go, then that's wonderful. But not everyone is in a fortunate enough position where one person, the man or woman, can stay at home. Unfortunately, a lot of people need to do two jobs. Also, that period of the 50s and 60s wasn't brilliant for everybody. Oh, um, it was very racist. Well, and also, you it's watch... coming back again. <laughs> you watch some of the... Um, <laughs> no, actually, what was going on behind the white picket fence kind of Doris Day, Rock Hudson thing. By the way, they weren't really together. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of women on, you know, antidepressants living miserable lives, yeah. drinking during they, the day because they, they were... They were the good antidepressants. Bored out their the minds. Ones, the ones that knocked you out. Um, speaking about the label Tradwife, she says, with the Tradwife movement, a lot of people want to label you as something, you know, something you might not have even thought of. Someone even said about this type of housewife being promoted by the Third Reich, and it's like, was it really? My view on feminism is it's about choices. To say you can go into the working world and compete with men and you're not allowed to stay at home, to me, is taking a choice anyway. Oh, taking a choice away. Is that face... Is, Catherine's pulling a face. Is that you saying that story's done? 
Well, I, you know, the whole point of feminism to me is do what you want. Do unto others as you would have done to, to yourself. Well, have done to yourself how everybody else is being treated. Do it as you would undo it. Or don't do it. With yourself. It's up to you. Yeah. With yourself or someone your, else. Is that your conclusion? No, not yet. Okay. I'm still mulling through. Well, when it is, tell Sam because he can play the ads. So, I mean, yeah, it's a choice. Sam. Unbelievable. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I, um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I get sent lots of requests for GoFundMe's and stuff like that. And when I came out of the jungle, uh, first eighteen months, because I had a bit of cash and I felt a bit guilty for it. If someone sent me a GoFundMe and it looked like it was a. Uh, you know, to, to help raise money for their sick kid or whatever. I'd I bung in 50 quid. Sometimes I'd bung in a couple of hundred quid to do it anonymously. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but I tend not to look at them now because I get sent quite a lot and I just get overwhelmed. And if it's someone I know, I, I might look at it. But, but someone, um, and I didn't look at this until the other day, someone sent me a message on Insta. Look, look for me on all the social medias. Just look for Ian Lee on all the social medias. You'll find me on the... <laughs> Mate, Sorry. stop sneezing during my things. I haven't read that book about how to sneeze gracefully. Just look for me on all the social uh, medias. Look for Ian Lee on all the on social media. Sh- shut up. They don't say social media. Oh, shut up. Say I say what I want to say. I'm a free thinker. Anyway, so this person sent me like a message on, on the, the thing, and I didn't know them, so I don't open it, because if you open it, they... But then I, I, I looked at it a few weeks later, and I saw that their account had been deleted. I thought, oh, oh. So then I looked at their thing, and it was a GoFundMe. So I thought, oh, I'm going to click on it. This is great. Um, it's called Kindness is Free, Sprinkle That Stuff. Helping others, £25,000 target. I want to help people. I want to be able to pay for someone's shopping or coffee or be able to give money to the homeless man when I walk by. I want my community to be able to come to me when they are in need. And I can help them for themselves or children or charity, etc. I do a lot out of my own pocket, but would really appreciate the help. Kindness costs nothing, and I want to try and make a small piece of the world a better place. Thank you. So they're asking for £25,000 so that they can give a fiver to a homeless man. And if their next door neighbour says, I won't say her name, let's call her her Sarah, it's not her name. Here's Sarah, a bit skin this week, couldn't lend us a tenner. She can go, yep. But she's asking for £25,000. That's the... uh, the, the, She's she's, um, raised nothing. Um, uh, uh, But that's the most insane... She must have got her Facebook, uh, her Insta closed down because that is... I'm gonna. That, that's a scam, right? Do you not think? Sorry, I thought we were having a conversation here. Go on. What are you doing? I'm listening. I'll tell you. Why later. did you have to think about I'll it? I'll tell you later. Are we in trouble? No. Oh God, don't don't do that. No. What have I done wrong? Nothing. You haven't done anything wrong. Have you done something wrong? No, I was just Facebook. You know. We have were you talking. got? Have you got sperm donor? That's what I'm doing. Ooh, lovely, juicy. Um, your thoughts on what I just said? It does sound dodgy. What was it? Sprinkling the love. That's what, well you're looking for. That's what you're looking for. £25,000 they can give a fiver to a homeless man. Yeah. Don't sound right, does it? No. Don't sound right. A park life! I'm dying for a hiss. A what? 
hiss. What's that? It's the sound a snake makes. <laughs> a terrified woman found an eight-foot boa constrictor in her bathroom in the middle of the night. The giant snake was wrapped around the basin taps. The taps. Mm -hmm. The woman called police who were baffled about whence it came from. No reptile experts could be found to tackle it, so an officer with experience of snakes was called in. PC Chris Eastwood offered the snake a drink of water and it finally unraveled itself from the basin. He then coaxed it into a container before taking it to a pet rescue centre and stoving its head in with a brick. Sweet Lord. But despite inquiries, they didn't stove its head in, but despite inquiries with neighbours in Birkenhead, Merseyside, officers still have not managed to trace where the huge snake came from. The nearest reptile shop was nearly two miles away, suggesting it has escaped from someone's home and sneaked into the woman's first floor flat while she was asleep. Police said it had been temporarily rehomed. Boa constrictors are non-venomous, but they constrict you. They strangle you. That's what they do. That's yeah. what they're known Didn't for. And they bite you first, don't they, to no. get purchase? No. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they're not. Yeah. They're not. They're, they're non-venomous. No, so they but don't to bite. get purchase, they don't bite. They're non-venomous. Yeah. They're non-venomous. It says here. I'm sorry, mate. It says here in the sun. That's not. Boa constrictors hello. are non-venomous. Means they don't bite. That's not what I'm saying to you. No, that doesn't mean they don't bite. Yes, it does. And they're native to the Americas. They have been known to attack humans and have even killed babies by strangling them. Sometimes biting them first. They don't bite, they're non-venomous. You're like that, um, Lawrence Fox, a knob. How dare you? The snakes can grow up That's to... racist. 13 feet. Which is three and a half times your height, Catherine. And weigh 50. Kilograms. I don't know what that means. Big. Bloody big. You say it. You say it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is the this is the story I meant to do. YouTube pranksters behind the fart noises at the Masters Snooker final. Final. Whoa, 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 whoa. There were fart noises. Hang on. Let's Google this. Let's go to YouTube. Masters Snooker. Farting. Mm. Here we go. All right, let's have a listen to this. So this is we, this is titled. We it's went up two days ago. It's one hundred four thousand views. It's titled. We farted very loudly at the Masters snooker final. Right, I'm in. I'm in. This is we're going in a newsier direction, guys. I hope you noticed. Um, here we go. Same thing as the other day. Seems to be a problem at the moment at all. It's up that area somewhere. I think it might be someone with a whoopee cushion. Can you believe it? Yeah, some. Yeah, someone's planted somewhere. This is the greatest thing in the world. Pranks is back. Ali G for 2020. Just on the schedule. What's going on, Troll Station? Here we are, back at Alexander Palace. Oh, it's Troll Station. <laughs> What's going on, Troll Station? Here we are, back at Alexander's Palace, where we are going to drop our guts for John Parrott. ...with the uh, Masters final. 
You kept... Oh, whoa, dude! He had to... There's no, need, no to... need for that. There was no need... Listen, drop the fart bombs. Don't drop an F-bomb for crying out loud. Guys, troll station, guys! I was on your side until that awful language. QAces, Ali Carter and Steve Bingham were left fuming on Sunday when they were interrupted by raspberry noises. Well, they're not raspberry noises. Eventually, security staff discovered the small device making the fart noises under a seat and removed it. Your Daily Star can now reveal the culprits were online pranksters going by the name Troll Station. The group released a video claiming responsibility for the master's prank. And they are planning on targeting more sports. Well, here's the problem, guys. You've put your faces in the videos. I mean, come on. Uh, including the tennis at Wimbledon. Wimbledon? Wimbledon? Yeah. Doesn't feel right. A spokesman defended the group, saying they're careful not to interrupt the players when they were lining up a shot. He said, We pranksters with a conscience. We did the same thing a few days before, during one of the first matches. Everyone said we should go back for the final. We do a lot of funny things to brighten people's days. What's his accent now? Northern. Two jokers infiltrated Alexandra Palace. Ah, Alexandra Palace. The many, many wonderful moments I've had there. I saw Squeeze and the Kinks at Alexandra Palace. I spent a New Year's of watching Ronnie Size represent. <laughs> also, sorry? Did you? Yes, I did. You're into that. Ronnie Size represents. Gosh. And what I. What did he represent? You know, but he's like musician, music, wasn't it? Yeah. Like dance music. Yeah. He had a live drummer. Gosh. That was what made him so different, Ronnie Size. You don't, you don't know who he is. I do. So who is he? He's a he, bloke who had a live drummer. Idiot. Musician. Idiot. DJ. Idiot. DJ in the house. You're an idiot. What were you doing? What dance were you doing? <laughs> yes. Um, I've also been to there a craft fair There is only one dance, there. by the way. been to a craft fair there. Have you? Yeah, I have, actually. Ali Pally. Um, they are now drawing, drawing up a hit list... Which and the MO is always the same, is it? The fuck. Which includes the Wimbledon... Is it Wimbledon? Yeah. Tennis and the PGA Golf. The spokesman added, Not many sports are really quiet like snooker. It wouldn't work for that. We just go with the flow. Then we go to the star says on the page flow six. you're worried about. Um, and then... This... Oh! <laughs> The star does not approve. Oh. Fart jokes are very childish and immature. This is the star says. Which is why they still make people laugh after all these years. However, there is a time and a place. And the arena of professional sport is probably neither of those things. <laughs> yes, it's funny once and no real harm was done at this year's UK Masters snooker tournament. But if it had put off one of the players during a crucial pot then it would have been terribly unfair. It's their livelihood, after all, and there's a lot of money at stake. And the spectators pay a lot of money for their seats. Let's hope the pranksters at Troll Station don't try to ruin more sporting events and maybe make their targets more deserving. <laughs> I mean, it's one way to spend your weekend, isn't it? This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. You've only just found 
message requests on yeah, Facebook. I so have. There was a whole load of them from like two years. From R. Kelly? No, from what, some, one of the parents of the girl. Uh, one of the girls that, that uh, features in the um, in Tamara Simmons documentary that we watched. And in fact, I think the next part of it's coming out soon in this country. It's already screened in America. Oh, we'll be able to find that. I've got sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on with that? Has the court case happened? Something's going on. I think... I think something's going on. Mm. And I know one of the girls went home. I don't know whether she stayed at home or not. And I think it might be this fellow's daughter. Okay. Well, so I've um, asked him if he's still up for chatting. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd he was the really... Do you remember there, were, uh, there was a mum and dad and the dad was really dignified? Mm-hmm. It was him. Mm. And, you, and he messaged you when? Quite a long time ago. Two years ago? Not two years ago. Last year. How many months ago? It will tell you. A long time. It will tell you exactly. Let's not go into that now. And That's you missed it. Catherine Boyle... <laughs> Award-winning journalist. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. You're right. No. Stop sneezing. I can't. Well, get out. Stop it. Well, stop sneezing. That's a disability. Don't exclude not, me for that. It's not a disability. It is. My nose is. What have you got for us? All right. I'll tell you. Not lazy. Hot. I'm feeling very hot. Me. I'm not feeling very well at the moment. I might have to take some time off. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm not feeling very well at the moment. Might have to take some time off. Me, me neither. You've feeling heard me sneezing. I've got feeling a bit rough. I might, I might take a day or two off this week and um, recalibrate because uh, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling so good. No. Can I have some um, chilling prophecy music, please? Oh yes, of course. Let's you go there. Can. Let's go to yeah. realms of the mystical. Of course you can. Of course you can. Of course you can. Let's get some chilling prophecy adverts. Oh. Hang on. It's a long, one of those ones you can't skip after five seconds. They really want to sell you this stuff. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, right, ready? Chilling. Okay. Prophecy. Oh, music. This internet is so, so bad. Okay, here we go. Um, okay. Well. I wonder, hang on a minute. I wonder if there's a French Kisses instrumental, because that's a great... That is actually quite chilling music. Um... It's a bit French, though, isn't it? It's very French. Mm. It's quite baguette. Here we go. Here we go. Whoa! Hey! Whoa! I can't stop it! This is insane! Careful with the fast swear coming up, though. This is called a remix. I need right? to hear Uzazexi oh, Olala. Oh, Mama. This is called a remix. It's just played a bit faster. This is great! Ooh, French kisses. Tell me when you're drunk with sin. Go on, you French kisses. Ooh, I'm gonna make you say Ooh la la when I give you the French kisses. Oh. Now, do I know where the swear is? I think I do. Sexy. Oh, my, my. I can't wait for that. It's going to be great. So, so sexy. Oh, mama. Where you trying to go, girl? Say, oh, tipa. She just told me, show me what you do, papa. I'm going to make you say, oh, la, la. Oh, la, la. Step in, tipa. She just told me, show me. Yeah. I've got an amazing act for you. Hear me out. He's a rapper. But he's five years old. <laughs> You're going to love it. Look, H. H. Come and do the rap for the nice lady. So, so sexy. Oh, mama. Where you trying to go, girl? Say, oh, tipa. I don't know where the swear is. No, it's coming up, but I don't like it. Okay, well, thanks for that. Chilling. 
music. A chilling message inscribed in ancient runes on a 2.5 metre high slab of granite has been cracked after 1,200 years and it appears to predict... Hang hang on a minute, I've not got the music for you. Do you want the music or not? I'm going to find you some... I'm going to find you... uh... Please, hold it There we go, there we go. I found it, right. That was an advert. You're going to like this. Okay, here we go. Chilling music, here we go. (laughs) Don't... Because last time I heard this was at my auntie's funeral, someone's phone went off, and this bit was accompanied by the most Mancunian. Oh! <laughs> they tried to find their phone. Oh god, it was terrible. There you go. A chilling message inscribed in ancient runes on a 2.5 meter high slab of granite has been cracked. After 1,200 years, and it appears, Ian, to predict... I'd like you not to do it in a sarcastic voice, please. This is a proper story. Climate change. Mm. Oh, dance for me, dance for me, dance for me, ooh la la. <laughs> gonna give you a little sigh, what you gonna mind? I don't think you're taking this seriously. Won't you dance for me, dance for me, monkey, ooh la la. Monkey? That's what it's called, Dance Monkey. Yeah, but she doesn't actually sing Dance Monkey. My kids think it's Dance Monkey, Dance Monkey. It's not. It's Dance Monkey. Monkey Dance, Monkey Dance, Monkey. Ooh la la. So, so sexy. Oh, mama. Oh, mama. (laughs) Kiss for me, kiss for me, kiss for me. Ooh la la. We're going down more of a news route, can you tell? (laughs) I hope you've noticed. Now back to the news. She said, dance for me, dance for me, dance for me, ooh la la. Go on, sorry, I won't do it, I won't do it. it. (laughs) Scientists now believe the coded script on the Viking stone could be referring to, I'm going to do it in Viking-ish accent. This is uh, my friend Lotta, who is from Finland, used to say, oh, my name is Lotta, was referring to a battle with the weather. (laughs) She used to talk. The runes on the stones are coded, hiding nine riddles, riddles nine. (laughs) A team of researchers led by Professor Per Holmberg at the University of Gothenburg have become the latest in a slew of academics to tackle the weird writing. I don't think it's right calling it weird writing. No, it's, it's just racist. It's runes. It's, it's runes. If you don't want to see me dancing with somebody. If you don't want to see me dancing with somebody. If you don't want to think that I could be so happy <laughs> That's not it Don't, don't come back. back Don't go out Don't start caring about me now About me now Don't hold this Don't hold that Don't you dare look at my back <laughs> If you don't want Anyway, carry on the story this is, I'm trying to do dramatic music Thanks, I really appreciate do it music. Do you know what I really find uh, mm. hugely helpful in life? Mm. Your support, your support Very, 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 very and, supportive you know, in, in the past I've not yeah. been taken seriously No, 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 that's not me It's not the case now Oh, I'm, you asked for, Rory, come to you in a second You asked for dramatic music And I'm, that's I'm, what I'm I get, it, yeah. yeah According to their findings published in the science journal Roxanne, Roxanne, Beetle, 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 Bong, Bong, Roxanne, Roxanne, Beetle, 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 Bong, Bong, 
Roxanne. Sam's wondering. Sam's not seen me for weeks. He's thinking, when did Ian get so hip, He's been listening to a lot of Kiss. Sam. A biddle, 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 bong, bong. Actual lyrics. She don't even love me, though I buy her lots of drinks. I take her out for things and we do some stinky stinks. Then I kiss oh, her so on the sexy. lips. Right, oh, so sexy. Oh, mama. Now you're not taking me seriously. According to their finals, published in the science journal... Roxanne. Roxanne. Futark International. Whoa, whoa. Hit the dump button. What, what did you say? Futark. Well, don't say it again. I've only got two dumps and I've used them up. You say that again. We're finished. Futark. Go to the ads. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. All right. We're going to... Rory, we will come to you in a second. We've got Daryl at one. I want to finish this um, story. Please don't use that foul language again. I've got you some. Um, I've actually got you some some dramatic thanks for foreboding music. <clears throat> and according to their findings published in the Science Journal, that one, yeah. the code talks about some mysterious uh, weather conditions that followed a warrior king's death. I should do it in her style, shouldn't I? Decoded message talks of Theodoric the Great. Who no, knows? don't. That hmm? sounds weird. Nine generations ago, lost make life. Make your mama mad type. <laughs> make your girlfriend sad type. Might seduce your dad type. Cause I'm one of them lot. Yeah. The Futark International Journal of Runic Studies. Can we do... Let, I've got a phone call. I'm, um, I don't even know what this story is anymore. You've, you've taken us way off target. I'm hoping Rory can, can bring us back into the news direction towards which we head. Yes. Rory. Yes, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know that's going to be the case, seriously. Um, Rory, are you are you uh, tobogganing down a mountain? No, I'm on a bus. I'm on a bus. Uh, uh, and is that bus, bus does, does 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 your body contain alcohol? Yes, it does. Yeah. Why do you only ever phone us when you're completely smashed? No, no. Yeah, I. Either that or your batteries are running out. You want another all here? Yeah. Mm hmm. Go on. And your your other point. Great call, Rory. Thank you. Excellent contribution, as per mm. usual. We don't go back to you yet. We don't go back to you yet, well, Catherine. Now it's not the right time to talk, and that's okay. So what I'll do is I'll end the call for now. Hello? And you can give us a call back when you feel ready to talk. Okay. Take care and bye for now. Who was that? Hello? What was that? What the hell was that? That wasn't Callum. Who did you... Sam, come on the... Um, did you speak to a human being then? Yeah. Was that that human being? Yeah. <laughs> what did she? What did she say to you? She said, uh, "Yeah, can you call me back when you've got when?" Basically, what she just said there. Call me back when. That's oh, a, that was a recording. We you we've been punked. Oh, they got us! They got us! One nil to the punksters! They got us! I don't quite know what it was, but that well done. They got us. Um. Have you got any other stories? No, I really want to do this one. I don't know. What you're talking about? They found this rock, right, with load of runes on it, and it's rock, his dad died. What? The rock's dad died. Oh, I know. And um, do you know what the rock's dad's name was? 
It was something rocky, wasn't it? It was rocky. Rocky. Mm. When, I, when I ask you to guess something, don't guess it. it I don't need ruined. to guess. I read the article. I was but very upset for The Rock. I like The Rock. You didn't. I, I like to smell Dwayne Johnson! I like to smell what he's cooking. Okay, please just do this story quickly. Or give it to Daryl. Let Daryl do it. Flipping it, mate. He, he, he likes stories like this. I don't think you like me a decent chance with this. I've given you more than a decent chance. I saved your ass back in Nam. You don't know, man. You weren't there. The decoded message talks of Theodoric the Great. Who Theodoric. Don't take the mickey. Theodoric's not a name. Actually, this is our heritage. Oh, okay. Yeah. And let's, hear, let's hear some more from my, my past, my DNA. Nine generations ago, on, according to this rock, lost life to the east but still reigns. Ooh. During the Dark Ages... It's not boring! I didn't say that out loud! During the Dark Ages, Theodoric's reign was regarded as a bad omen. Following his death, a spate of volcanic eruptions left Europe in darkness, disease, and famine spread, and crops failed. You excited yet? No! God, what have I got to do? In fact, AD... Mm. It's what you've got to do. But no, don't shut up now. Just do it. All right, I'll do my story. No! Let me finish! I've got a really good story about an influencer who's got... It is, and she's got less followers than me, so Fewer. I want a free TV. Fewer followers. Go on then, let's hear it. All right. Can I do the music? Um, doesn't right. need music. Well... The performance is in my voice. Okay. A stay-at-home mum mm -hmm. has changed her family's life by bagging £20,000 of freebies yep. after shooting to fame as an Instagram influencer. Oh. Someone phoned up James's show to complain that bloody Instagram is it's not, it's not a job. It's not a thing. Well, unfortunately it's for it you, is. it is now. You know, in the same way that YouTubing, YouTubers are a thing. We're old. Sorry, go on. You, so you, don't know, you don't know how to anticipate the adverts and then turn the volume down like I do. So this guy, old fart was phoning up James going, you, Instagram it, uh, influence is not a thing. Well, it is a job. Go on. Catherine Boyle is a pain in the bum. Oh, it's not started yet. <laughs> go. Catherine Boyle is a pain in the bum and she is getting on my chaps. I wish she'd stop being such an irritating monkey and she is a massive pleb. Her story about the rock was quite dull. She had 20 minutes and she didn't finish it off. I've got a story about a social influencer and it's good. When you're finished, now you're getting... Turn it off! <laughs> a stage... Actually, this is quite fun. I can see why you like it now. A stay-at-home mum has changed her family's life by bagging £20,000 of freebies after shooting to fame as an Instagram influencer. Now listen to this, mm. because this could actually benefit both of us. Octavia Lamb, 25, started posting about her family's daily adventures on a, whi on a, wh a whim. Excuse me. The mum of two has now racked up more than 24,000 followers. I've got 39,000 followers. I've lost 700 followers since I started posting on a daily basis. That's by the by. And her posts about living with husband Matt and their boys Harvey and Oscar. Since becoming an online celebrity, the freebies have flooded in. I... Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on, don't get it. I'll get it. Because I think... Uh, hang on a second. Let's just see. Hang on. Hang on. I think we're being punked here. And I'll punk this punk. Yeah, they bottled it. 
They knew the master. They knew that Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes was onto them. And when Sherlock Holmes is coming for them, they know to put the phone down. Isn't that right, Doctor Watson? Yeah. I don't know why. But it was why quite... I've got a question. Yes, sir. Why do you hate me so much? We you? spent about two hours yesterday oh, yeah. going back and forth. In Domino's, Domino, uh, Pizza Express. With this little scene. Reenacting. Didn't we? Why do you hate me so much? <laughs> All I've done is love you. <laughs> Just kept doing it, workshopping it. And then in the street, Sam's varying not, degrees of loudness. Sam's not interested. Why do you hate me so much? Since becoming an online celebrity, the freebies have flooded in. What I'm saying is I've got, I've got double the uh, followers she's got. I want freebies. Yeah, but what's her thing? Is she like cleaning up or what? Octavia from Umskirk. Right, hang on a minute. Who is this? Who is this? Who are you? What do you want? Press play. Hello? Yes? Stamina's, I can help you. I would like a pizza. Hello? I can't hear you properly. I would like a pizza. I can't hear you properly call back, yeah? Oh, it's a recording, isn't it? I get it. So this guy, Callum, is just phoning up and playing recordings down the phone. Is it Callum or Callum? <laughs> or Nobham. Yeah. Could Callum be a withheld number, Sam, and it's doing that odd quirk, or is it an actual phone number? It's an actual number. Is it? Oh, well, give me the number. And we'll pass it on to the authorities Very as well. Thank you. That's yeah. your number. Yeah. <laughs> if you're doing it from your actual number, dude. <laughs> oh, hang on. We All had... that preparation for now. We had Calamot. Wasn't Calamot a prank call the other day? Yeah, he was doing a voice. Was he? Yeah. It wasn't Jez, because Jez... No, Jez I've, I've made friends with now. I know, you know Jez yeah, phoned up. two of them, I? have made friends with Jez. Jez comes on my Twitch channel and we've had, we have a little chat. He's a good lad. Um, Callum. All right. Well, we've got... Daryl. Daryl's there. I don't want him in. He stood there he like... He disgusts me. He stood there like piffy. He disgusts me with his slim body and his youthful number age. <laughs> youthful number age. She's been given £20,000 worth of gifts in exchange for posting about the products. I also get paid up to £250 per sponsored post. Right? She's got 24,000 followers. I've got 39,000 followers. And I ate a pig's vagina on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of So there. there really is nothing came, it won't do for you. I came for Hey, it's a real big thing, this, you know, right? I went for... I was out for dinner with some friends the other week. You didn't have a PV, did you? <coughs> what is a PV? A pig's... Uh, oh, I see. <laughs> PV. Regime. Uh, only the weekends. And I um, I went and, I, and, and we, were, we, were, we were at dinner and she was like, oh, yeah, I, I set up this Instagram account to, to show off my house developments and I was kind of hoping that people might send me stuff. And I went, yeah, right, whatever. Carpets, uh, curtains. She's only got about 2,000 followers. I, uh, and they really go for it. They jump on it. They're all over it. You I get all sorts of free know. stuff. Uh, can you ask... Can you give her yes, my phone number? Yes, And ask her to talk to me. Because I do not know how to blag. So, I've got 39,000 followers. I've got nearly 100,000 followers on Twitter. I, I was the nation's sweetheart for about 20 <laughs> minutes, right? I can't get anything free. What do you want? What, would you have to, what, do you, what are you after? Anything I can resell. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, electronics. Video games, electronics. They're, I think they're probably the harder things to get Smellies. hold of. Yeah, they're easy. Free meals. Smellies. You can't sell a smelly on Instagram. I don't want to sell it, but I will. But people will see me looking confident. Yeah, and go, and go, oh, oh, what's the smell like that? I got some free meatballs from my, from IKEA once. I went in and I tweeted and I said that I'd had a lovely time in IKEA, and they said thank you, Daryl. And I went overnights, wow. and I'm getting meatballs. I'm going to tweet them. I'll tweet them now. 
and see if I can get some free meatballs and I'll, I'll um, show you my meatballs. Really tired to tonight, Daryl. That's okay, Ian. Me too, actually. It's Wednesday. Wednesday's got that vibe. Tuesday, Wednesday's got that vibe to it, hasn't it? Like, Wednesday. Kind of, just most days have got that vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most days have got that vibe. You've got until 58.20, which I think is more than enough to sum up a four-hour radio show. I agree. I agree. Uh, I've got that shirt, by the way. Where's that shirt from? Yeah. Everything I buy is Maybe from Gap. I don't have that shirt then. No, yeah. everything I buy is from Gap. Oh, Very God, lazy. What is, what is that on the front of the shirt? Um, <laughs> toothpaste. No, is it uh, really? We're talking about, it's what we were talking about earlier on, <laughs> the dead bodies. No, that is, um... Salt. Oh, no, I tell you what, it's macaroni cheese. Because George, one of my cats, fell into my bowl of macaroni cheese and it went everywhere, <laughs> including down me. Do you know what? It's not been George's day, has it? Hey, George has had a finger up his bum. Has uh, he really? Well, By a doctor. Lucky, sit there. lucky George. <laughs> shouldn't sit there. No, he, he actually... <laughs> Fell into my bowl of macaroni cheese. I still oh, yeah. ate it. Is he trying to end it all? <laughs> still ate it. I've got to be honest, that sounds like a great day. Yeah. All in. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, coming up uh, after one this morning on Talk Radio, uh, we're going to be speaking to a guy who's uh, done a, written a book about car parks. Apparently, they are really fascinating oh, we talked about places. That guy. Yeah, the car park guy. Yeah, yeah, car yeah, park yeah, guy's on the show. Yeah, 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 great book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that it? Is that me? Yeah, because we started out by scoffing at it, and then when we read a bit more, went, sounds good. Actually, really interesting. Yeah, okay, he's on the show uh, a little bit later. Bye. Talk Radio.